set. Places, everybody. And action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Carmen Jones from 1954, directed by Otto Priminger. So we're back. Um, this time, we're doing something very different. We're very, doing very different. The thing I've been wanting to do for like, how long we've we been doing this podcast? Four years now? Mm-hmm. At least like three and a half. <laughs> we're doing musicals. Well, Not musicals. We're doing this particular set. I was going to say we're doing a musical and a hip hop <laughs> Which is different. You know Lin-Manuel Miranda wishes he had come up with that. <laughs> you know he does. You know he does. He, he, he probably does. Oh mm. my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's M- something. MTV really beat him to the punch. MTV got him. Thank goodness. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be on what? Paramount Plus? What? Carmen. They got everything else from uh, Viacom on there, apparently. Yeah. It's real deep MTV, in there. I think they got MTV Diary on there. They do a couple episodes. They got not the good seasons of the real world. (laughs) They got... I know. If you don't have real world uh, New Orleans and real world, that one where they were in California and they had to escape that uh, porn porn producer's house or whatever. (laughs) When Jamie Chung, Jamie Chung of fame, famous actress now, had to jump over um, like a... a, uh, What are those things? Like a security fence... (laughs) To, to escape it was probably a porn producer's house they got they they probably step it up soon i don't know i don't like watching reality tv anymore um well it depends on what it is like i don't like watching like oh watch all these people interact with the house because they're usually like you know like 19 year olds and i'm like there's nothing interesting about 19 year olds i'm yeah. too old to care like i stopped liking a lot of reality tv when i realized like i was the same age as people i'm like why are we why are we is what you do <laughs> so but this is not an advertisement for paramount plus because i don't plan on paying a single dime <laughs> an extra dime for anything but make for everything me, back to cable please jesus they got the star tricks they got yeah, all the star tricks yeah you're gonna pay extra for star trek so they're gonna get in my pockets because okay. you know i live long and prosper so and that's not my ministry in the slightest <laughs> so. you know and I just did the Vulcan salute, so you know they're gonna get in my pockets. Okay, and no, we're not even on camera. <laughs> and can't nobody see me do it, so I'm just in my <laughs> home doing it. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I guess that they stopped driving some of our gyms, but honestly, like I'm not. I mean, like come on, bro. Like we're gonna pay a plus, a premium for extra content. I already got to see what I'm gonna have to do for 90 Day Fiance when that starts all moving to the single life. Do you know? I want to watch. Uh, What's his face? Colty do his little thing. I want to see Colty go to hell. That's what I want to see. 90 Day Fiance. The night. Well, you got to watch Cheese Sticks Wedding. 
I oh they're actually getting married. I haven't watched Night of Fiance. I'm a fake fan now. I haven't watched the show like consistently in like four months. Yeah, fell fell out of watching my my ninety days. I don't yeah. know what Darcy up to. I don't know what Cheese Stick up to. I, I don't Darcy know if Pedro got free of the family Chantel. No, I don't not, know nothing. Not from what I've heard. <laughs> I think they're making another season. Mm. So. Mm. That's like one of the last things I heard. And I was like, no. I just wanted to see Lil Mama over there in, um, what country was she in? Who, Brittany? Yeah, what country was that? Oh, God. Uh, was, was it Brittany and Jordan? Yeah, I think it was Jordan. Brittany was cutting up. Brittany was Brittany cutting up trying to, to show home. her titties out. <laughs> in this country, have her hair all out. <laughs> Brittany needed to go to the house. Brought tequila to Jordan. Mm. <laughs> Hugging up on other people. <laughs> it was like, you can't do that shit. As in, I was not as in. Who was it? I was see how confusing people too. Girl, I want to have an as in and what's his face? Or what's not what's his face? What's her face? Mm. This has nothing to do with Carmen, by the way. It doesn't. But I bought a <laughs> ring light to be like my girl. So oh, okay. <laughs> If you're ready to put my face on a t-shirt and <laughs> all you gotta do is let Brittany know. Let Brittany know if you're interested in any sort of uh promotional materials. <laughs> like t-shirts, bags, button stickers. Oh, Rebecca. <laughs> I swear somebody let us on your TV or like let us on your TV podcast so we can take my night your fiance. Yes. We would love to do it. <laughs> I was. I will go and catch up on at least ninety hours of <laughs> of footage. We need to talk about Rebecca. Oh my God, that was the best moment ever. But oh God, Carmen Jones. <laughs> so Carmen Jones is a feature film mm-hmm. um, that was based on a Broadway musical. That was based, based on, on a Broadway. A- a musical that was based on a opera that was based on based a novella. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a long, long history. Uh, this story, which I was so, reading about the novella last night, and I was like, "Girl, what is this?" Mm-hmm. It's very um, very prejudiced, possibly racist against the Romani people. Romani people, sorry. Um, so in that story. It's like three, what four acts, but really the 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 play and the opera, uh, or sorry, the musical and the opera, only really take from the third act where he like the author like meets Carmen and like she seduces him and blah blah blah, right? But then he blamed it on, like I think the, the author of of the novella kind of like told it from his perspective, like like it was happening to him when it. It was not, it's like a story that was passed down to him. Like he heard it like a bar or something or somebody told him the story. So it's not necessarily fact, but he told it like it had happened to him. And like he blamed like the, like her being Romany as like the reason why this all happened and how they were like all liars. And I was like, this is a little bit much, bruh. (laughs) Why were you? to do this and i was like oh this is this is just racism yeah but they kind of got rid of all that they just focused on like the third act where shit got good Mm. um and uh the opera is really famous 
pretty mm-hmm. much everybody has heard a slice yes. or two from the opera, especially like, if you watch a cartoon or eating beef. What beef? Was there a commercial that had this song? Yes, the Beef Council used like the overture from the opening. Like, <laughs> like oh, it's yeah. the what's for dinner beef. It's what's oh, for no. dinner. Like, oh. that's, <laughs> that's it. Oh, that. Yes, yes. I'm thinking, I'm just like, wait, which part? I was, <laughs> but yes, everybody's heard that opening overture. Mm-hmm. I think almost everybody's ever heard of Habanera. Oh, um, that's a banger. Yeah. A banger. A, yes. Um, and the, even the opera wasn't even that popular until like way after um, the writer died, um, which, I mean, isn't that how it always happens? So. Yeah, like most was, art. Yeah. George Bizet. That's not how I probably say that. But um, yeah, so this is kind of, this is a long, long, I think by the time Carmen Jones is made, it's probably a little over a hundred years since the novella had been written. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then like the the stage musical was pretty popular, um, but it wasn't with like I guess quote unquote like skilled singers, is what I read. Yeah, and like they weren't opera singers. These are like regular singers. It would be like. I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Please. I'm going to have to edit out so much. <laughs> it would be like uh, like a Janae trying to do it. And who? A Janae? Yeah. Who is Janae? Um, you know, um, you wouldn't know. No, I don't. You know, I don't. like the eat the booty like groceries girl. Oh, um, oh, what the fuck is her name? Her name is Janae, ain't it? Oh, Janae Aiko. You got to say the whole thing. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say the whole thing. I don't think it was like that. I don't think, I don't think we're in vibes. Like- <laughs> I don't think we're in vibes territory, but I don't think these are, like, there's a difference between, like, singing and then operatic singing. Yes. Um, like, some singers are trained to do operatic singers. Like, mm-hmm. a very popular singer who stars in the hip hop group. <laughs> Yes, yes. Can do her, it. her sing opera, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least do an operatic uh, run. I don't think she sang um, an entire opera. That mm-hmm. might be a little bit challenging. Mm-hmm. Even they do have that skill set. Some people yeah. just don't. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're not a good singer. That's just not mm-hmm. your skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, some people. Welcome to my kitchen. You know, oh like God. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Sometimes serious artists too. Can you believe that shit? Everybody like these are the serious ones. I only like these singers, and I'm just like they sound like ass. They sound like they never sang in front of anybody ever. You and you know what? Honestly, I'm just gonna say, if you like it, I love it. That's for you. That's for you. It's cool. It's music for everybody. It's not cool with me. I don't like it. It's some for everybody. Abolish it. Um, but the director of, um, Carmen Jones, 1954 was like, oh, they just be letting everybody do anything up here. Girl, (laughs) I read that. He was like, this is just like skits. 
He says skits loosely based on the opera. He was like, this is not really. He was like, they did it like this. So like people who didn't have operatic training could sing it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want to do something better. Like I want to bring it together because this mm-hmm. is not it. Yeah. So he started like putting his show together. Um, Cause also all of this, like the Broadway play is based on the works of um, Hammerstein. Mm-hmm. I don't, I forgot his first name, but y'all uh, know him from Oscar Rogers and Hammerstein when they yeah. linked up. Oscar um, Hammerstein the second, mm-hmm. which I believe, uh, yeah, he's known for collaborating with Rogers, uh, Richard Rogers, which is like <clears throat> they were known as Richard. Oh, sorry, Rogers and Hammerstein. And if you like musicals like I do, um, then you know them for writing um, the peak musical, The Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know so what yeah. is the Duke Duke man in that, right? Who is the Duke Duke man? The Duke Duke man. That'd be like Gene Duke. Kelly is not yeah. in The Sound of Music. The who the hell? Is, but that's the one that's like, oh wait, no. Not the sing- <laughs> The Christopher sound of the, Plummer oh, is singing in the ring. Singing is he in the ring is something completely different. Yeah, that's that's uh, Gene Kelly. And he's like, I'm singing in the ring. Yeah, but I think that's <laughs> that's something a little bit. That's not this. <laughs> Wait, Plummer was in the sound of music. The, and that's the hills are alive with the sound yes. of music, right? Yes. And then dope a deer, a yeah. female deer. Hey, if you like unre seemingly unrequited love and all that makes a little bit of music and beautiful beautiful um scenery i literally cannot believe that anywhere on planet earth actually looked like that without the help of green screen <laughs> but it did um the sound of music is great it is really long um but it's great so and i love that movie so i will hear no slander against it in any sort of form, <laughs> form or fashion i don't think they wrote anything from um singing in the rain okay which like, I, is also fun. honestly y'all i just know about my boys alan minkin okay and... <laughs> <laughs> wait oh of disney fame yeah no they didn't just write disney music okay. they wrote little shop of horrors okay 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 and yes. I forgot and Howard Ashman. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Brittany's displaying her musical love. Um but yeah, what were you saying about the director? He 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 okay, I we didn't get to this. This is a big deal because um this is an all black cast, mm-hmm. which I believe the Broadway play or sorry saying in a play uh the broadway musical was also all black from what i remember Mm -hmm. um but like you said uh preminger did not want it to be like that i think he wanted it to go like a little bit like he went back to the source material which i was like ooh, and then (laughs) he went back to novella and then like he ended up financing it himself because he realized that nobody would want to finance, like no studio is going to finance an all black musical. Um, yeah. Which like, yo. Um, but he ended up getting a lot of money for it um, 
to produce it um, on his own, which he got like 75000 Sorry, $7,500,000. Which is not a small a sum, especially on a venture like this. Like, this is an all-black cast. It's yeah. all black. Nobody. Like, usually you might see, like, a straight white person or something or whatever. But, like, or you might have, like, one white character as, like, a draw in. But there's not... I don't remember seeing one white person. And they were in Chicago and stuff. Like, they were going in different places. I was like, yeah, I don't see no white people. Yeah. Interesting. So, this this is... And this is made in the 50s. So, mm-hmm. this is a really big risk. Mm-hmm. And, like, I... You can't really get a movie like this made now. Um, I know. I wish somebody would have the balls to make an all-black musical that wasn't like a hip opera <laughs> or or like Hamilton or something, which is like, all-black, but it is like, I guess it's mostly people of color. I don't know. I try really hard to stay away from that. <laughs> like really fucking hard. And like the films that are made like this, there are... Like they're in, like they're financed by certain people. Like Tyler Perry does finance his own films, or they have like much smaller budgets. So oh yeah, I forgot about like Tyler Perry has some music in his. Mm-hmm. They're not so, musicals. Yeah, so like just thinking about the time and the context mm-hmm. is. So I think the um, only. Pretty. I feel like the only other one like this would be Black Orpheus. Hmm. Um. Which is another good movie. Um, but like, and I feel like they were released very close to each other. I have the on VHS. Oh, yeah. So Black Orpheus is released in 1959. So, yeah, these were released pretty close to each other. But this, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know his, like, reasoning. Like, Otto Preminger's reasoning. Um, for doing, like, keeping it all black. Because yeah. usually pay, people take stuff and be like, okay, let's let's put some white people in this. <laughs> so, and it's based off like a French, like, opera. So, like, you would think it would be like some white people in it. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is, yeah, this is one of those older, probably one of the few, very few all-black movies you would see. Um, but also, um, this is like a really big jumping off point for a lot of very famous uh black actors and actresses mm-hmm. and singers because i didn't realize diane carroll was in this mm-hmm. i this, was like look at her little baby diane carroll i think this might have been her first role ever um i can't remember i feel like she was she was in let me see let me look at her filmography hold on oh lord so you're like, yeah this was her first film role and then she was on television around the same time. Um, and she actually auditioned for Carmen, but she didn't get it because she was too terrified of of the director. So she got the, she was cast as Mert. And um, I was like, I can't imagine Diane Carroll being scared of anybody. But <laughs> <laughs> And he almost didn't cast Dorothy Dandridge because she looked too like demure. She was in some other movie before that, but I, I think they, um, I think he got to see some of her, her other work that, um, 
that she ended up getting cast and then Harry Belafonte, which I think this was like his second movie. Like mm-hmm. him and Dorothy Dandridge had been in a movie together before, like maybe the year before. Um, and so they uh, they both were cast. And then I think like uh, was Pearl Bailey and some other people. Like there's some people, like the guy who plays the boxer, um, he wasn't even, I think he was a radio, like a DJ. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, there wasn't even like an actor, but he did pretty well. I didn't realize he was an actor. So, um, and a lot of people in this movie went on to be like, I guess they end up working, um, yes. being in other really famous movies. I think like one guy was in, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Brock Peters was yeah. in To Kill a Mockingbird. He was mm-hmm. also in Polly. Oh, from 1989 he was mr pendergast and he was also cisco's dad on star trek deep space nine okay okay bringing it back we're bringing it back bringing it back <laughs> this is now a making Paramount those connections Plus podcast <laughs> so i was really like like, I remember, but then I forgot because I haven't watched this movie in years. Like, I feel like last time I watched this movie, I was in undergrad because I wrote mm-hmm. papers on it. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Mr. Pendergrass. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, he's super, super young. Because he's like the mean old man in that movie in Polly. I which Polly. Y'all need to watch Polly. If you like musicals um, and you like black people. <laughs> It's a it's the black version of Pollyanna, and We're it's a musical. I hope that you like black people if you are listening to. <laughs> I'm just gonna hope that you know that two Negroes are hosting. We are Negroes. <laughs> Remember, you used to call yourself a Negress. We've come so far, but yeah, we've come so far before from Brittany describing herself as a Negress. So <laughs> we really have. Um, so um, I guess. A little bit more. I've, I forgot. If you're a design fan, this is um, the very first title sequence that was created by Saul Bass, um, and he did a bunch of other um, title sequences for Auto Primager. Um, he's very, very famous. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. For instance, like doing the Man with the Golden Arm and the Seven It, or Seven Year Itch, and um, some uh, North North by Northwest and Psycho. West Side Story like he was very much like the premier title sequence uh designer so and pretty much anybody who like knows design knows who Saul Bass was so um but yeah so um yeah this is a pretty big deal like we said this was like a huge like I feel like it was a huge production I don't know how long it went on for um and also I forgot that (laughs) Primature and Dorothy Dandridge had an affair. Yes, they sure for like did. Four years or something, and it started on this set, I guess. And then he ended up like ruining her career, men, mm. because he said that she shouldn't, um, she shouldn't take a role in The King and I. Um, because it was a supporting role and not like the lead or whatever. And she said that she 
didn't take it, of course. I think it went to uh, Rita Moreno. And then she said that, um, like Dorothy Dandridge said that, like, she basically blamed it for, like, the decline of her career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great. Thank you, man. <laughs> and it's probably framed as, I was just looking out for you. Boy, you need to mind your business. You got your career and I got my career. Unless you cast me in another one of your movies, which it don't look like he did. But anyways, on to this plot. Now that we have our background and context for the film, (laughs) this movie is great. Um, It opens up at a military base. Yeah. Did we say what the plot is? Um, no, you want to get into the plot? I mean, I can say it, but I mean, it's kind of like, it goes off into some, but I don't forgot, like, like some of this happened in the movie. So when I was too. watching, I was like, oh shit, wait, this, this goes on for way longer than I remember it going on. I just more. remember like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> what? <laughs> what part of the movie is that? The end. <laughs> Okay, not the end. <laughs> so basically, this is set during World War II, um, where um, Carmen Jones is a worker in a parachute factory, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe, I believe his name is Joe. Joe. Does Joe have a last name? Does it matter? No. Joe Mann. Uh- <laughs> Okay, I think Joe doesn't have a last name. So Joe um, basically is seduced-ish by Carmen Jones, um, and he is um, a corporal. Um, I believe he's there training to be in flight school. He he wants to be a pilot in the war. Um, and they kind of start their little affair, even though he is semi-engaged to be married to um like his like it almost seemed like a childhood sweetheart kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then from there like chaos ensues because basically this man's life is ruined <laughs> it's the slow and steady decline of joe no last name joe mm-hmm. belafonte joe man joe man yes um yeah, but yeah, there's a seduction. Um, there is desperation. There's a nice, cute courtship, and then shit just spirals. Mm-hmm. Shit is already it, spiraling as this is all happening, but it gets real bad. Yeah, it goes left. It takes a right, then it goes off a cliff. So yeah, it goes off, off several cliffs, off the side of a bridge, <laughs> into a river. Oh, so, they do go into a little river, though. They did. <laughs> cracking up and I was cracking up too because I was like this is, would be some shit that I would laugh at <laughs> she told him she really did tell him not to do any, any don't go down that road and you know what men don't listen mm-hmm. think so, they know everything yes so <laughs> um, but yeah you were right it starts at a, in a factory on an army base and we see um, like everybody's getting ready to do army shit. You got little kids singing army propaganda. Like, yeah, when I grow up, I'm going to join the war effort. I was very confused by that because I was like, why? Like, I like, know black people were in the war. Like, we went and fought in World War II. Um, just like the rest of y'all. 
Um, however, we were sorely mistreated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when we came home, um, but that just, just I, I don't know, maybe because you get paid. Yeah. Were people getting paid like that back then? I can't remember. It just seemed really out of place. Kind of like, man, fuck that shit. I mean, opportunities. Like, well, first draft, but um, yeah, opportunities. But all the babies are like, yeah, we're going to join the war. When we grow up, we're going to become a soldier. So I that's also like, like, I hope the war is over by the time. Yeah, like, I would hope y'all babies. The war is- over <laughs> like everybody under 10 um yeah. they're babies and we see joe well we see soldiers and we see a woman like a young girl like like a, a woman in her like early 20s late teens walk in and she has a really pretty like gingham pink dress and she's like boop, doop, 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 doop. and she's walking toward the army base with a crowd of people going in for work and like these two soldiers stop her like what was bringing you here today and she's like i'm here to see my, my man yeah which i was like you can't go to places like that but and they were like the same thing it's like you can't be up in here <laughs> i was like this is a government like <laughs> this is a government building you're in the middle of the war and it's like you got an ID. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, little mama is not. I don't want to call her dumb, but she's just like kind of naive. Yeah, she's bless her heart. Yeah, That's it's all a bless her heart say. situation. It's like, a bless her heart situation. Like, ooh, child, you gonna make it, but not right now. Um, but she, they won't let her onto the base because she does not work there. She doesn't have an ID. She can't connect herself to anybody in there so they was like uh you can't come on you can't come in here um but she sees joe um through the fence and she's like hey boo and he's <laughs> like hello boo and that's my <laughs> <Belafonte>. <laughs> your harry belafonte yes okay. hello boo <laughs> <laughs> And, like, they connect through the fence. And since, like, he's known around the base because he's one of the few that um, is on track to become a pilot. So being a pilot in the war is an honor, I guess. Like, it's a top-tier position. Yeah, I mean, you're, like, the one. I mean, if you're a pilot, I'm assuming you're either flying people somewhere or you're actually doing some of, like, the fighting like if you're a fighter type of pilot like you're actually going down and shooting down some people Mm -hmm. it just i guess it would just depend but it's definitely a higher rank um he could probably get promoted to you could get noticed i would assume i don't know how the army works really like i I don't know how things work other than it's all evil but um (laughs) like i um i would assume like that's um a pretty visible position within the army rather than just be kind of being like a you know like a little a little uh busy bee <laughs> in the lower ranks um so this could be like a huge thing he could i don't know i don't think he'd ever be a general but he could go up higher like his his superior is a sergeant so that's already higher a lot higher than most of them yeah the man's got dreams 
yeah, he he has his like career path. He has something like he has his goals ahead of him. Like he is on the path of like a career in the military. Right. Like he could see it. And honestly, like some people have long, long careers in the military. Mm -hmm. You could be there for most of your life. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't step out and do something fucked up. (laughs) Too fucked up for the military, I guess. (laughs) Or tell tell military secrets about how fucked up it all is. Mm -hmm. If you obey, if you don't get caught. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So with like his position... Um, he gets a little extra special treatment. So with that, they were like, um, so Cindy's like, um, Cindy asked him to tell the sergeant, the privates or whatever at the door that I'm with you. And so they end up letting her onto the base mm-hmm. and they end up having lunch together in the cafeteria And this is when we're introduced to Carmen Jones. Yes. And her introduction is interesting because as she comes in, somebody calls her a floozy. Yeah, I noticed (laughs) that. (laughs) And we know something's different. Obviously, we know something's different about her outside of somebody calling her a floozy is because she's dressed very differently from everybody else going to work. I know. I was like, you at the job. <laughs> she is wearing like a black wrap top and like a form fitting wrap skirt and little kitten heels. <laughs> yes. I feel like on the cover, she looks like she's barefoot, but like, I was like, is she? But yeah, she's, she's dressed up. Like she's going to a party or something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, going just, to work. You were just going to make parachutes, sis. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she has her little rose with her. And mm-hmm. she's being like hit on by people. She's being talked about. Like she's being hit on by the men. She's being talked about by the women. And um, this is um, when we're listening to the song called "That's Love." Um, and Habanera. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get like her intentions. Yeah, it just sounds a little Black Widow-ish. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she basically like, once I get you, bitch, it's curtains. Lights mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I love you, that's the end of you. Yeah, and I was like, all right. <laughs> Although I hate, oh my God, I hate the lyric, like how they stylize the lyrics. Yeah. To be like that and dare. And I was like, nobody says dare. Mm. I was like, you can only do this because it's in in black people. Yeah. But I was like, is she even saying that? I guess at some point she's saying, but I was like, you could have just put that. Like, it's fine. Like, (laughs) I was just reading the subtitles and I was like, you could have just. Yeah. It would have been fine. But yeah. Um, but yeah, she's singing and she's kind of being flirtatious with Joe, who's not really paying her a whole lot of attention. And we kind of get the idea that's why, like, she wants him more. Yeah, this is a challenge. She is feeling um, up to the task. <laughs> challenge he's paying accepted. Her no time of day. He's eating. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he playing that plate. <laughs> and she just goes a little harder. She starts just hitting on him in front of Cindy Lou, just being bold, just like, yeah. hey, what's up? Can I get them digits? Like, basically like that. <laughs> and she leaves him with a little rose. Like, and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I was like, he's right right there with this girl. Like, <laughs> they're not sitting like right next to each other, but they are sitting next to each other. And I'm like, you didn't ask them? Okay. <laughs> it don't matter. And she leaves, she leaves, and he's looking like, oh, shit. And Cindy Lou is like, oh, my God. And then this song, I was like, I know he's not trying to reassure her by comparing her to his mama. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you remind me of my ma, and I remind myself of my pa. And so... That's how I know that we're going to be together forever because, you know, everybody based their love off their mother and father's 50, 60 year relationship. And they probably fucking hated each other. But like, (laughs) we saw it as a rock, baby, just like our parents. You remind me of my mama. And my mama probably hates my father. (laughs) (laughs) But you know how it is. They've been married since 1892. And that's just how it is. I was like, girl, Cindy Lou, count your fucking days, bitch. It's <laughs> like, Cindy, you just need to, to bounce, girl. Like, you are on a base, says, just get another soldier. If any man says that you remind him of his mother, there is a problem. <laughs> there is a huge problem. Ask you, like, be like, in what way? And see. <laughs> And see what kind of response you get. Well, it, I mean, ugh, you could go on for days, weeks, months, years about men and their mothers, but like in what way? I feel like it's a huge red flag for anybody to say that. In what way? In any sort of casual way, romantic. You know, you remind me of my mother. No, red flags all around. I was like, oh, okay, so this nigga ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> But then he decides they want to get married. Mm-hmm. I guess he's like, why wait till the end of the war? We just do it now. Which, I mean. I was confused by that. I guess it was to make her feel better. Yeah. Which I was like, damn, we just got to. Because she was like, well, our families aren't here. Like, what are they going to say that we didn't get married in a church? He's like, well, what do you say? And she's like, well, shit, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And I was like, yeah, this is going to go south. Yeah. And it cuts to the parachute room. Girl, they are fighting. And the girls are fighting. Did you see that fight at the Bath and Body fight? Of course I did. I saw a clip of it and I was like, this is not the first time I've heard of some people like throwing down at Bath and Body Works. So this is might be, but this is the first time I've seen it probably outside of Black Friday <laughs> and sale prices. So I'm not really sure what happened, but I was like, this is giving me about the same amount of energy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to speak on the Bath and Body Works fight because I have opinions. Retail is not fun. 
<laughs> that's no. all I got to say. <laughs> Retail is not fun. And there's a few times where I wanted to fight somebody when I worked behind the counter. I never worked at Bath and Body Works, but yeah. Oh, it was racism too, apparently. Racism, anti-maskers, and white then- my opinion before knowing this was Bath and Body Works employees were right. After knowing this, they should have beat their ass more. So. Oh. Yeah, I'm watching on mute. But, um, oh, this lady was like, girl, basically. Oh, I see the hand motions. We, we about to get it. Yeah, the next couple of weeks are going to be mess. <laughs> these next couple of weeks are going to be a mess with these maskers. These anti-maskers, child. Yeah, I um, mean... Um, it's not about to be fun here in America. I'm so sorry. No, moved here for a reason. If you paid lots of money to be a citizen, um, at any point in time, um, girl, maybe you can get your money back. (laughs) No refunds. It's a no refund policy. Bring your receipt back to the United States, U.S. State Department. You know you can't knock on that door and ask for no damn refund. I would like my money back because this shit is more than I could handle. It is truly the wild, wild west out in this bitch. (laughs) You cannot ask for refunds. Yes. Um... Yeah, no, I just was thinking about that because I was like, yeah, I just saw a fight on the internet today. But uh, yeah, Carmen and this woman are um, boxing, basically. Girl, they tore her ass up. I'm watching this. I'm sorry. (laughs) They basically tackled little mama. Oh, well. Um, so, um, yeah, the lady that she's fighting, I guess she told her that she was going to snitch on her, that she came late to work. Mm-hmm. Is what I heard. <laughs> I guess I got credit. <laughs> and Carmen was like, I told you to be quiet about that. And then they started fighting. And they were actually, like, on top of each other on the table. Like, at one point, I thought she pulled out, like, some hair. It looked it was, like it. It was just Carmen's sleeves. And off her sleeves, but it kind of looked like you know, a little one of them little things, the little ponytail things, or whatever. You know, the little hair that goes around the ponytail, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) we comparing it to a modern fight, a modern work fight. Listen, you guess usually where people's hands go, they go straight for the hair. Mm-hmm. And let it be fake, child. Don't let your hair be fake in any sort of way. Because <laughs> it's coming out. Mm-hmm. We've all seen that one stray uh, micro mm. braid. Big beers. <laughs> Chilling on the sidewalk. <laughs> Wondering what happened. <laughs> what, what led to this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I think the whole commotion ends up with Carmen being, well, she's basically fired, but she's a civilian, so they can't hold her in military jail. So uh, Joe's superior um, basically says, you need to take her to civilian jail. Like, he has to take her to the next town over. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I came here because he, he had come to... Uh, Asked for permission to like go off to like go get married, basically. He's like, No, you gotta take this. You gotta take Carmen. Mm-hmm. He's like, Damn. 
<laughs> I would be like, damn, do. Um, and then he, but then the superior told him that, like, his superior was messy. Yes. Messy boots. Think of that, that one tweet with, like, it's like, think of the messiest bitch you know. It's a man, ain't it? Mm-hmm. That's, this is, this is the sergeant. Because he tells, he tells Cindy Lou that, that, uh, that Joe volunteered to take Carmen. <laughs> And that's not even what happened. And I was like, why are you trying to get in on everybody's, like, like girlfriend? He's tired of being single. You're a sergeant in the military. I'm and sure it won't be that hard, bro. He probably ain't got shit else to do, so. Yeah, you should be worried about the war. <laughs> I mean, he can multitask. He can be messy just... at home and abroad. She, oh, God. <laughs> That's the U.S. Army. <laughs> New slogan. <laughs> Messy at home and abroad. If it's. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, he says. Um, didn't he say something else about how. Someone was with this sergeant that just was like, sir, <laughs> you need to get a grip. Oh, I know. He told he basically has uh, charged Carmen with destruction of government property and also interfering with the war effort. Because she was fighting, she and also they, like, ripped up some shit. Um, right? Pen- um, she cut down a parachute. Oh yeah, she had the girl tangled Which, up in it. Which, like. With World War Two, with people having a ration and all that stuff. Yeah, they had to like go and probably mm-hmm. take some ladies' <laughs> pantyhose and stuff to make that parachute. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Like, there's a limited amount of research. That's the. We make so much money here, and yet rationing. Well, things were. I different. guess at that point we weren't the powerhouse. Yet. No, no. Which nowadays I'm pretty sure if something did go down, we would probably still have to ration because this country's a mess. No, things were very, very different then. Yeah. If you asked me to ration anything now, I think I would be like, "Let's. It's time to burn down something." So like, <laughs> ain't got nothing else. You got all the money, bitch. I wish they fucking would. But anyway. Um, Carmen is really happy about this. Yeah, because she gets to spend more time alone with Joe. She gets to be all alone in the car with Joe, speeding down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all, she's all over him. She is. She is. Climbing on him. She putting her legs on his shoulder. While he's driving. It looks. I'll kill us both. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not going to say what it reminded me of. Please, please, please. Because this is terrible comparison. No, tell me. It reminded me of the Bound to video. (laughs) Oh, is that the one with, with... Kanye and Kim on that motorcycle or whatever. In front of the back, like in front of the background. Oh, yeah. I've only seen clips of that. That video ruined that song for me and subsequently pretty much every other Kanye related thing (laughs) that I enjoyed so far up until that point. 
Um, so yeah, I just remember the Seth Rogen version. Yeah, I actually remember that better. <laughs> than that. And still, just like gifts and like still. And it's just him like it. blinking, like. Yeah, blinking all because <laughs> he got the fucking fan, like the Beyonce, like giant, you know, stadium fan blowing in his eyes. Oh goodness. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. If she had been sitting like, cause where he, wasn't she facing him? She was everywhere. She was in the front seat. She was in the back seat. See, she I don't was remember all that. All in over the car. No, I mean like in the bound video or in this. Oh, in the bound. They was on like a motorcycle. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, then she was like... on the front of the motorcycle. Yeah, she was like facing him though. Mm-hmm. Like she's basically straddling. How do you straddle someone's lap while you're on a motorcycle? Kanye, what's going on? <clears throat> Just uh, I want him to know that he flopped <laughs> right around that time. He he know. He better know. I want him to really feel it though. He know. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah, she's all over the place. I was like, ma'am, just I know y'all didn't do seatbelts quite then, but like, please sit still. Please sit still and keep your legs off this man's shoulders. <laughs> and then at one point, he tries to outrun a train because I guess because. Oh, a long time. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, you're about to kill y- y'all. Really, you're really about to kill your like both of y'all. <laughs> like, he, he was trying to outrun it, I think, so he didn't get caught behind like sitting there waiting. He would. I was like, oh no, I know you. I know you're not. I know you're not. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, but you see the train. So like, why are you trying to cross like right now? <laughs> That's not a good idea. But then she ends up escaping on said train. Yes, she. He turned his head to look somewhere else. He just went and lit a cigarette, <laughs> and she jumped out the car and ran. She jumped on there, and I was like, "This is like some Mission Impossible shit." I was like, "She is running across this thing in these kitten heels and this dress." She was gone. Yeah, and so he's jumping because it's like one of those like military transport trains. Like it's not like a train car. <clears throat> So, um, she's getting across quite easily and then they end up like wrestling, like what's, you know, jumping off into like a little like ditch or whatever. And he follows her and they're basically like wrestling each other. And at one point he's sitting on her. <laughs> she's and, just like, like no, no. <laughs> and he's getting all dirty and shit. <laughs> this reminded me of Crouchy Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Have you seen that yet? Yes. Okay, do you remember the part where, like, they were fighting over that comb? Yes. In the sand? This is what that reminded me of, because they were basically, like, (laughs) kicking each other. At one point, he was sitting, like, on her back or something like that. (laughs) And she kicked him in the back from, I don't know, she did some sort of weird, like, martial arts kick, where she ended up kicking him pretty much in the middle of his back. Um, I was like, this low-key reminds me of that. Because they're basically wrestling each other, and then he ends up, I don't remember if he ends up walking her back to the car. Somehow they get back to the car. Yeah, she, he carries her on the shoulder. Mm, Yeah. And then they were driving. And I think, I forget which town they're going to, but there's like a 50 mile way. And then there's like a 30 mile way. And she's like, don't take that way because you're going to have to, uh, you gonna have there's like no like the road is really crappy or whatever. He don't listen. 
And so he ends up taking her that direction. And <laughs> it's like, at one point, there's no road at all. It's just terrain. And then they try to go around this, little, <laughs> go across this little rinky dink bridge, and the fucking bridge collapses. Like, who would make him think he could drive not, across men. a wooden bridge in a Jeep? A heavy ass army Jeep. That was like a footbridge. That was not even like a. That's not a built for cars type of bridge. You might have to be careful walking across it. I honestly wouldn't trust it. <laughs> I would rather just go in the water. And I don't even like trust fresh water like that. But I'm like, you're not going to like have me falling to my death. <laughs> it wasn't even that high up. I was like, um, being on something that collapses is a lot scarier than just taking your chances in the water. Because the water mm-hmm. wasn't even that deep. You just don't want to get your clothes dirty. But that but the car collapsed and Carmen was cracking up. <laughs> I was like, this is so messy. She was she was losing her shit. She was enjoying herself immensely. And he was frustrated trying to be like, because he knew he fucked up. Yeah, he, you look like he, an idiot. <laughs> he was trying to push the car out of the water. I was like, now this is some this is some Captain America shit. If you push this car <laughs> You managed to push this car out of this ditch. I'll be amazed. Oh, man. He was trying. But he didn't make it. And so So he... I think Carmen convinces her, right? Or convinces him, right, to, like, go to her hometown. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we can walk to my hometown, and they'll take us through to, to wherever this town, this court house is, basically. Um, and he was like, he don't trust her, but he's like, I guess we'll do it your way this time. Because every other way that he's trying to do it has not worked. I like the scene in the town a lot. With the, uh, with her, like, neighbors and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all know her. They end up getting food at the market. And I was like, now you do not realize what's about to happen to you, sir. <laughs> you about to get a home-cooked meal. Yeah, and then you're not going nowhere. What's about to happen? I'm about to say, you're about to take it your sweet ass time. Um, so this is when like stuff kind of gets like I don't want to say weird, but like I don't know, you start figuring out stuff about Carmen. Like she's very into um I guess like astrology and like the cards and like tarot, I guess, because her grandmother does fortunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I can't even say without laughing because I'm thinking about Carmen Hip Hopper. But like... <laughs> the cards don't lie. I cannot wait <laughs> till next episode. Um, so uh, her grandmother is like, oh, some bad stuff is going to happen because a buzzard's wing just fell right before you got here. And so she was out there trying to like ward off evil spirits or something like that. And Joe was like, "Mm, yeah, I guess with all this weirdo shit. (laughs) But Carmen kind of lives her life by this stuff. Mm -hmm. Which I think is interesting because like, she's so carefree and all over the place and like getting, you know, sent to jail and shit. (laughs) So I'm like, you don't really seem like somebody who's, you know, 
constantly looking at the cards and looking at her horoscope and stuff, trying to figure out what to do next. I was trying to figure something out in like one of the following scenes. So I got to look at something a little later. She starts preparing like dinner for Joe. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like eating a peach. Is that what that was? Yeah. I was trying to figure out if it was an apple or a tomato. I couldn't Because they get peaches. They're fresh from the tree, from the market. So he's okay. eating a peach. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Well, and, when, they, um, when they threw it, I was like, this looks like a tomato. Ew. Oh, he was eating a tomato. <laughs> you, you're like the chairman from Iron Chef eating that pepper. You just eat stuff like that straight off with the skin and all. <laughs> Wait, people, who, people eat peppers with apples? People eat, well, I've eaten pepper slices, like, in salads and stuff. It's actually not that bad. But, like, you've seen the opening to Iron Chef, haven't you? Where he takes a big old bite out of that pepper? No. That's, like, an icon. Go look it up in, like, off YouTube. He would always do some really dramatic opening. And don't watch the, the American one. Watch the original, like, Japanese version. And, like, he would go and take this big-ass, like, yellow pepper and he would bite into it. And I was always like, what the fuck? <laughs> The first time I saw that, I was like, had to be like eight or nine. I was like, what? Where do we do that at? And then he does some really dramatic reveal of all the ingredients or the the, the episode's special ingredient. And it's usually some wild. So that was like an iconic piece of like, uh, I guess, TV flair. <laughs> but that's what I thought we were doing. But no, it's just a peach, which I mean, that's that's average. He eating a peach. He eating a peach. <laughs> Kind of suggestive. Peaches, I just can't. Have peaches been marred? In uh, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, peach. I don't know. Peaches. I feel like peaches are a kind of suggestive fruit because they are. I mean, you have one twelve peaches and cream. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's why I associate <laughs> peaches with that song. Right. But like he's eating a peach and she's like, oh, let me fix your belt. You know what I thought of when she started doing all this stuff? I was like, this is Destiny's Child. Let me cater to you. Let me cater to you. Cause baby, this is your day. I hate Do anything but let me. I do not even know the words. <laughs> I do not even know the words. And let me like, iron your jaws. <laughs> I was like, not independent woman part one and part two. <laughs> not y'all. Not this. I mean. Not like this. <laughs> Girl. Girl. I was like, no. No. I mean, it's okay if you want to do nice things for your partner or whatever, but. Because you slip as you dessert and so much more. <laughs> what you talking about? Cooking? Beyonce don't even cook. I mean, she could throw some veggies in the microwave and hook it up. <laughs> Come on, bag! I got a plate waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she she probably put an extra craft single on something for somebody. Oh. <laughs> craft singles are bad. I ain't seen a good craft single on a plate in like it feels like. At least a year, which is like a millennia in social media time. We're down bad. Uh, I mean, we are down yeah. bad. Can't nobody find new bays. Well, some people are finding new bays. 
but some people just can't right now. You know, make yourself a bay plate. If you looking for somebody to put a grass <laughs> single, <laughs> so said make her a bay plate. If you need somebody to put a grass single on something for you. <laughs> when I was younger, uh, we used to put a craft single on spaghetti. Mm. I don't know why, but it, you know, to my six and seven year old brain. When that plastic melt down into that sauce, <laughs> into the noodle, <laughs> into the overcooked noodle. Yes. It's used to hit. I don't know why. I don't know why my grandparents let me do that. That cheddar plastic, boy. Mm. <laughs> Good old that your spaghetti single. was made with love, Ashley. Huh? Your spaghetti was made with love. That's what that craft single meant. <laughs> I just, I think I decided one day I didn't like tomato sauce, and I was like, I will do anything but eat like spaghetti with tomatoes on it. So I would do anything, literally anything, just butter. <laughs> cheese on it just I was like why didn't somebody just make me macaroni and cheese why didn't somebody just look out for me Mm, the butter noodle phase Mm -hmm. yeah I was it was really bad yeah um yeah she starts taking off his belt and then I think she's talking about doing his like shining his shoes or something like that Mm -hmm. she's like I'm gonna take care of your baby Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like cause she was talking about how he could take care of himself or something like that and I was like doesn't he have to learn how to do all this shit in the army anyway? Yeah, he gotta learn how to eat them beans out of the can and open it up with a Swiss army knife just in case. Gotta learn yeah, how to sleep they, in the wilderness. Yeah, don't they put you out like in the middle of nowhere and be like, survive, bitch, <laughs> for like mm-hmm. a week or something? This man can take care of himself. He is good. <laughs> also, Joe doesn't drink. Which we learned. So mm-hmm. she's kind of determined him as like being like a good boy. Like he's not like the other army men. Mm-hmm. Um, she also says that having kids is not in the cards. Yes. Literally not in the cards. Yes. Because she has done her readings. And I guess she didn't see it in the cards. Yeah. So that's how she's but I was like did you see Joe in the cards like what is the point <laughs> Where is, what is she, what is by the cards and what is not she made a scene she made a scene <laughs> and then they just start making out mm-hmm. and she tosses that peach at the wall and I was like ooh where what house did that land at like what the I was like, trying to see I didn't see I couldn't tell which like which um sign and which house and all that it landed on i was i I gotta freeze that frame and go back yeah because once again i forgot means to play the physical media so i had to buy it (laughs) did you finally get a blu-ray player no i forgot to pick it up so oh my god (laughs) look at me looking foolish again Oh God! <laughs> um, I guess for anybody who knows, um, you know your astrological diagrams. It was like in the bottom left corner, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still draw them the same way. I'm assuming they do. Um, but yeah, I guess if we could surmise, you know, if anybody knows, please tell us. Um, 
So, um, yeah. And then <laughs> she, she, she basically loved him, left him. Like, she, I don't know. I wrote him a note that said, thanks for the nut. Gotta bounce. I ain't going to jail. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Not thanks for the nut. <laughs> Thanks for the nut. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out just in case my mama was. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Thanks for the nut. Got a blast. I left a note in the hallway. She leaves him a, a little a little note mm-hmm. <laughs> that says, "I am not going to jail." Basically, she's like, I don't really, I'm sorry, I'm not made for jail. She says, I have a life to live and jail is just not in the cards. Bye. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> I was like, I ain't gonna do it like that. And he's like, looking stupid. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, Carmen, where are you at, Carmen? And I was like, oh my God, you are so fucking stupid. And then like, it's already, wait, it's daytime already. She's been gone for hours, probably. <laughs> Child mess. Um, and so because he lost her or let her escape, he basically is in military prison. Mm-hmm. He get a demotion. He's in a stockade. Yeah, he's demoted back to was it back to corporal or not corporal to private or something? Mm-hmm. Um and then Cindy's still visiting him, which I was like, girl. You got to let that go. Yeah. She said, she, well, she was upset because she hadn't seen him in two weeks because, like, the rules or whatever. And I was like, I mean, two weeks, I guess, isn't terrible. I guess if you don't know what's happening to your bae, then, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also, Joe, how are you going to explain that? Mm-hmm. That, how, like, what happened? Yeah. Like, how, like you can explain it. You're in, you got sent to the stockade, but how are you gonna explain the reason why? Yeah, I don't know if that was ever established between the two of them. To your fiance. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they ever went into that much detail. And it doesn't really matter because at that same moment, he gets a, a, a package from Carmen. Mm-hmm. She rose. Oh my gosh, she's so bold. A rose and a That's note. Like, First of all, you got me sent to prison, bitch. <laughs> like, you that is like... You military career. I was... Uh, you can't send... A, that's like sending a letter taunting somebody of, of crimes. Like... <laughs> like the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't do that. Like... She bold. This man, this man was supposed to take you to jail. And <laughs> he yeah, in jail. jail. Because he couldn't deliver you. You were out kicking it. I forget what she says. Like, basically, like, wait up for me or meet me here or something like that. Whenever you get out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, he's in jail. (laughs) You knew this. Um, And Cindy is, like, heartbroken and, like, runs out. And he don't give a damn. He's so gassed. He has that letter. He has that rose. He got... That nut. Yep. <laughs> That's 
I was thinking. I was like, is this is this your first? Is this your first? Cause you get a little bit too. I was like, girl, what did what what did she she let you? First she put it on him, and she this is. On, <laughs> I think in my first review of this movie, I said Carmen had that that Beyonce that dream girl that was. <laughs> 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 because I was like, it don't make no sense for all this to be happening to one woman. <laughs> She put it on him and look, look, look what happened. Peach to bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Is the peach count, I guess? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, that, that made me laugh. Cause I, I was like, sir, honestly, if somebody causes you to lose your job, or almost lose your job completely. And then you also go to jail, which looks bad on your military record. That's going to follow you around forever until you are, like, discharged. You better hope you ever get honorably discharged because otherwise you're fucked. And then uh, <laughs> she broke up your relationship. He lost his job. He lost his girl. Yeah, I mean it's not entirely her fault. He's also, you know, raggedy, but mm-hmm. you know, he's just a little too happy about all mm-hmm. of this. <laughs> I was like, well, somebody stepped in with some sense, and he's out there talking about Carmen, I love you, and that song or whatever. Mm-hmm. Singing to the rose, holding it to his chest. Mm-hmm. Well, he's supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Belafonte kind of looks like a Charlotte Steve Harvey in this scene. I just uh, have to make a note of that. Just a little barbecued. Why you say that? Because he died. I was looking at I was like, it's giving me Steve Harvey. Why are you? Why you do that? Because <laughs> he does. He's very handsome. But he does look a little. Because they put that baby oil on him. It's the oil, girl. <laughs> it's the oil. They greased them down and you had to say that. Nobody needs to be greased down. Every, think about every time you've seen a man be greased down in some sort of photography. They Has it ever sweet. worked out? Uh, I don't know. I was just using my imagination. And what I imagined worked, but I'm going to keep it to myself. things that she imagined. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was like, you know, be the light. It was. Okay, that's what I was about to say. If it's Javante, it's one thing, but sometimes. That's I'm thinking of like, remember, White, remember Wyclef John was on that motorcycle? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he draws. Greased up. Greased fucking lightning. Everything was shining. Every, well, I was like, how are you supposed to stay on the motorcycle? He was going to slip off. <laughs> he slipped off in uncommon traffic. <laughs> it just was like too, I don't know. I didn't like the, I didn't like the baby oil. Mm. It just wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> oh, goodness. That was doing it for somebody. Grandmama, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know Harry Bonafonte was still alive. Yeah, he was. He was um, on some, sometime. Not recently, yeah, but like a couple like years ago, he was allowed out of the house. Ninety four or something. Yeah, him and um that one man. Who was that one? Man? Was doing something. Who was that one man? Um, 
Then my skin man. What's his name? Smokey Robinson? No, not that light skin man. Uh, the other one. <laughs> Old light skin man? It's a young one. It's a young light skin. You, new age light skin. Yeah. Drake? Uh, it was, uh, uh, Michael nah. Ely. No, not that one. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, The one light skin man. He's an actor. <laughs> He's an actor. He's an actor, activist. He's a I was going to combine the words, but it's just activists again. (laughs) (laughs) People love an actor-activist title Uh, in their social media. What's his name? The light-skinned man with the green eyes um, and the freckles. He, the the doctor one, the one. Damn, what's that name? Oh, um, 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 Jesse. Yeah, Jesse McCartney. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse, it's not Jesse, it's not Jesse Armstrong. That's not his name. Jesse, uh, Jesse, damn, you know, y'all know, Jesse. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> Jesse Williams? Yes. Oh. They were presenting something at like the BET Awards or something oh, a couple yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah, didn't he get the humanitarian award or whatever? Mm-hmm. And everybody loved him because he said something about respecting black women and then he ended up cheating on his wife. Who? Jesse uh, Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm, with, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then won't, and then don't want to pay her nothing in the mm-hmm. divorce. And then she took all his money. Good. You should have just yeah. paid what you were You should have paid what you owed. Instead mm-hmm. you got she the whole you purse through. snatch. Good for her. She supported you. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, she did support him when he was broke as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I forgot that there were. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that was Harry Belafonte up there. I don't think I saw that part. I just saw the part with like Jesse Williams' speech or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's Harry the last Belafonte time I saw Harry out. Did did he say something weird too about light skinned people? Uh, Am I making that probably. Up? Girl. I mean, ain't no telling. You you know how people is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's the last thing I remember. I was like, those are the only things I really hear about Harry Belafonte at any point in time. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, it was giving me a little bit of burnt hot dog, but it's okay. <laughs> it just didn't need to be oiled up. So no to nineteen fifty three. <laughs> don't 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 put, don't, don't, don't put no oil on nobody <laughs> i know it's supposed to be hot you're supposed to look sweaty don't oil them up give them a little bit of a spray here and there but i was like you got oil don't get that grease on them don't put that grease on them i was like you got stomach sweat you got boob sweat you got back sweat you got like what <laughs> it's all looking very nicely slick and well placed uh after he has his moment, we ch- I guess the scene moves to a club, um, which is this Billy Porter person. So I guess whoever runs this club, I'm assuming Billy Porter, uh, which now that I say that out loud, <laughs> I'm, thinking oh. Billy, I'm thinking Billy Porter from both. Um, no relation. Uh, this, I don't know. The movie said the transfers, like this is in supposed to be set in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. But I don't really 
get how they're unless military prison was in Louisiana, but they went from New like North Carolina to Louisiana. So I was like, how is Joe supposed to get down there? I was a little confused by that. But um there's like this whole club where like all the military men basically go when they're like um you know off the base or whatever just for like some drinks and some fun and uh apparently this is where carmen has told joe to meet her whenever he gets let out of prison (laughs) and um i was like ma'am you do know he's in jail but she does know he's in jail at first, I thought she didn't know, and I was like, no, you can't be that dumb. But then, <laughs> I was like, he just supposed to beat you at the club? Yes, that's the plan. <laughs> I was like, okay, girl. And, um, yeah, there's, there's some singing. So, this is when we meet, like, Pearl Bailey's character, who is Frankie. And then we meet Diane Carroll's character, who's named Mert. And they kind of... Uh, well, Pearl Bailey has a song here. Uh, I was like, this song, I get that it was in the musical and also in the opera, but like, this wouldn't have set the club off, but okay. What's she talking about? She didn't like dancing or she wanted to dance, but she didn't want to dance because of something. But also, this scene kind of reminded me of um, <clears throat> someone's films. Like somebody we've talked about in the past who also mm-hmm. puts little, they used to at least, put little musical moments in some of their films. Who? And it reminded me of Spike Lee movies. Really? Like it remi- Yeah. It reminded me of like um, parts of School Days. It also reminded me of Malcolm X too. Because like in- not watched all of Malcolm X. Like when they go to the club in Malcolm X, they have like that. Oh, that zoot suit dance number, and them chatting them zoot suits, <laughs> and they're doing like a dance scene. And then, you know, in school days, they have like a couple dance numbers. The most notable one is. Like, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I won't even finish the rest of that. Good and bad hair, oh. and they kind of like reminded me of that. And I, I was like, dang. We, I was like, we need more musicals. And then I was thinking, like, I don't want to watch a musical starring Kiki Kiki Kiki. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, mm, some of these things, too, I'm like, do y'all really know? Can y'all really do what needs to be done in said musical to make the musical pop? Like, because what was the last big musical? Like, inch. Besides Hamilton, which isn't really a movie. I'm talking about a movie musical. Hairspray? I think. That one. I, I mean, one I that I watched. I wouldn't even count La La Land because it's really not that many songs in it. Like, people were making it to be way more of a musical than it really was. So, I wouldn't even count that one. I don't know. But there's really just not, like... Like, not even all the actors in this movie sang all their lines. Like, Dorothy Dandridge's voice had to be dubbed by somebody else and, like, more than mm-hmm. a few other... I think Harry Belafonte had his act, or his singing voice. Like, that was his, which I was like, okay, sir. <laughs> and then, um, I believe, like, Pearl Bailey's voice, like, that is her voice. And there's, like, one other person I feel like that was singing. 
that uh, was there. Cindy Lou. Um, I feel like yeah. She sang her lines, I believe. Yeah, but like some of the other ones, mm. like most of the other people, like they had theirs dubbed just because, probably because Otto wanted it to be like a singing type of thing. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, Dream Girls. Who Dream Girls? Oh yeah, that as a as a where musical. everybody sang. Yeah. Because even like. Eddie Murphy, who likes to party all the time, sang. Um, yeah, somebody finally let him sing. Eddie Murphy, I'm sorry, y'all. Like, party all the time goes off. Like, okay. if... It does it. <laughs> it does. It's a good Damn song. It. Like, it is a good song. Like, if you were in the mood to dance and maybe have a couple refreshments... <laughs> That's to say snort a line. <laughs> If you had some refreshments and it was the 80s. If you had a mirror and a rolled up dollar bill, you would love it. It's a good time. And even now, like, it's fun. It's a fun song. Okay. Maker was too pretty. Like, I would like to party all the time, Eddie Murphy. I would. Mm -hmm. Even What's Up With You kind of, it goes a little bit. Oh, you know more than one of his songs. I do. <laughs> That's something completely different. Because <laughs> I only knew of one. <laughs> I told y'all I'm a fan of Eddie Murphy. It just exposed yourself. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate the song at the bar. I was more looking at the background dancers because at one point, some dude looked like he was throwing it back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like what is this dancing? Dancing. Yeah, they were. I was like, this is giving us a little twerk action. What's happening back here in the corner? <laughs> uh, but their whole thing is that they're like Carmen's friends that she kind of hangs out with at the bar. Um, and she always comes with their. Carmen comes there looking for Joe, like making sure he hasn't asked for her at the front which i was like okay sis like what but then um there's like this boxer who shows up his name is husky miller he's like the what heavyweight champion of the world so he's like a big deal he's very fucking rich that car Mm -hmm. that cruella de vil ass car um and he comes talking about how i guess it was like a song about basically like how he beat up this dude in a fight Mm -hmm. um and uh, he's very into Carmen, and Carmen's not really into him. He also, okay, was I imagining this? Was this makeup or was this a tattoo? What was this around his eye? I thought he got punched in the eye. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was supposed to be. But it was like that the whole time. He was, he a boxer, so he just finished the fight. He was going to another fight. So know. he ain't healed up yet. Cause it kind of had like a weird sheen to it, and I was like, "Why is this giving me Mike Tyson?" I was like, "This man don't have a face tattoo. What's going on?" That's what I thought. I thought it was like makeup to make it look like it was supposed to read to us. He's a fighter. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I kept thinking of Mike Tyson the whole time. I kept thinking about that episode of Martin. Which episode of Martin? When Martin got into the fight with the boxer. Oh, God. I know he got And he woke up. up the next day all sold up. 
Oh, is that when he like had that weird <laughs> facial thing? Lord. They made him look crazy. I thought that was when he was sick or he got allergic to something. No, Gina swole up because she had an allergic reaction or something. But he got uh, he got busted up. He had he got busted up in a fight. <laughs> what a mess. Uh, well, yeah, so he's like a really like He's very rich. First, girl, all the people were standing in front of his car, and I was like, was nobody afraid of getting hit by a car in these days? <laughs> mm-hmm. The car's not going fast enough for you to be worried about getting lifted up in the air. I don't know. But they're all swarming this dude's car, and he's only got eyes for Carmen, which she's very, like, not interested. And basically, he uh, Husky Miller tells his manager and his manager's manager, which I was like, why are there two of you, um, that they needed to get Carmen on the train with him to Chicago because he's going to train for, like, another fight there. Um, And he's like, you need to get her on that train or do not bother coming back to me. Don't ask me for no more money. Don't ask me for shit. (laughs) He was like, this well will run dry if y'all don't bring this woman with me. Yeah. And so they, so the managers, the managers, uh, which I love this guy's voice. I think this is the radio DJ. Or no, I think Husky Miller was the DJ. One of these guys has like the best voice. <laughs> it is so deep. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, I feel like in like cartoons you hear this type of voice. Like a really, really deep. Like it's like. He's like, hey, Carmen, you better bring me At the ass. very bottom <laughs> of somebody's register. Like he sounds like a, like a. Like a little rolling thunder. <laughs> I think his name is Rum Daniels, and he was played by Roy Glenn, um, which I don't really know much about his um, filmography. Apparently, he was in Raisin in the Sun, and he was in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, mm, which I have not a seen. A Negro. <laughs> Negro, guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> what is wrong with this? I mean, that's the plot of the film. And then the modern version, a white man. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. But who is it? It's like Ashton Kutcher is the guy. Yes. Like, who is the girl? Isn't it Zoe? <laughs> Is it Zoe and Bernie Mac? Is Zoe and who? Oh, Bernie Mac Mac with her dad? I think Bernie Mac is the daddy. Okay, I would love to not. (laughs) I would never want to bring a white man home to Bernie Mac. Guess who? Boom. I bet it's Bernie. I think it's Bernie Mac. It's it's Bernie Mac. It is. (laughs) You are bringing Ashton Kutcher home to Bernie Mac. Could you imagine? <laughs> Why don't you just get your boyfriend roasted? Why don't you just let him stand up there and be roasted? I mean... <laughs> because Ashton Kutcher cannot keep up with Bernie Mac. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I know it's not the plot of the film, but now I just want Ashton Kutcher to be roasted by Bernie Mac. 
that's another good remake we should watch. <laughs> I was like, guess who's, guess who's going to dinner and guess who? Oh, shit. If we ever do one of those. Um, but yeah, so at this club, uh, it's Frankie and Mert and I guess the managers were like, hey, how y'all doing? We got a proposition for y'all. Y'all can come to Chicago and we'll shower you with diamonds and furs and clothes. But you need to get your friend on board as well because we cannot leave here without her. She has to come. She absolutely has to come. Uh, but she won't because she says she's in love and they're like, girl, boo. She, they be like, okay, so... I mean, this Joe is could love. just be boyfriend number two. Yeah, Pleasure P will make a song about that several years from now. <laughs> no. You could just <laughs> you could just keep it like that. Not Pleasure P. <laughs> oh, just no. keep it like that, and then we could just get this together so yeah, we can make like, money. Let's just get this money. <laughs> it's basically because she was like, not a I bad think, idea. I feel like Carmen was like, oh, what do I have to do for it? And Frankie was like, girl, don't ask that question until you get there. <laughs> get there first. And she like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And then they're all like, girl, this is not about love. This is about diamonds and money. Don't and you want to be rich? Don't yeah, you want to live lavishly? Don't you want to live don't. Uh, deliciously? Is it deliciously? Right. Wow, yes. I'm thinking live moss. <laughs> don't you want to live moss? <laughs> Who don't want to live moss? Shit. I'm, if somebody offered me a crunch wrap and no, a diamond, I, I mean, no. I would choose the crunch wrap, but like. I would choose the also diamond. The diamond. I like Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, I would love to be authored both. <laughs> I would let you have the crunch wrap and I would take the diamond. Okay. Oh. That could work. Okay. Brittany's like, I'm feeling the sweet pull of Taco Bell. Yeah. I'm trying not to think about that bite to that tortilla when it crunch. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so they leave like Pearl, not Pearl, um, Frankie and Mert and them, they end up leaving, but they were like, we got like he, they give her money and like a train ticket for like car A, which I'm assuming is like up at front. And as soon as they leave, Joe comes walking up, and she's so happy to see him. And she's talking about, oh, let's run away together, or some shit like that. Like she's like, oh, you're coming home with me, um, because her sentence got, um. Like, they basically, like, threw her sentence out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's not going to jail. She's not on the run or anything like that. Like, she's good. But Joe has to go back to jail. <laughs> I think he's off for, like, a night. Maybe for good behavior or something. Yeah. He could possibly get back into the program that he was in to be a pilot, but he has to continue on the path that he's on now. Yeah, I think he's done with, like, military prison, but he has to go back to base, basically, and continue. Otherwise, he'll be AWOL. And um, 
because they actually let him go back to flying school, which is amazing because usually they probably would not have let him do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carmen is pissed because it is 400 miles away from wherever they are. He's talking about, oh, you can come visit me on like a pass. And she was like, what the hell? <laughs> and she ends up calling him droopy drawers. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Go, yeah, because she's, she's trying to convince him to come her in Chicago because she's got the money and the ticket. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you don't let that man follow his dreams. <laughs> like, girl, please leave him alone. Like, Please let leave him follow him his dreams. And he also needs to leave her alone. Like, leave mm-hmm. each other alone. Go back to Cindy. Apologize. To Actually, leave her alone, too. Go be alone and go up in the air and go fight some people and leave everybody out of this. Yeah. Like, you got to go fight Germany in World War Two. At the way he's okay. going, he might not even... I mean, the war might be over. Yeah. But don't worry, it's America. There's another one swiftly <laughs> coming up right after that. Like, you gotta go, you gotta go do what you need to do, bruh. You gotta go collect yourself. These women got your hair messed up. You need to go take you you need to go take a lap. You need some air. You need to crack open the window. <laughs> go breathe for a second, sir. Yeah, these um, women, mm. Yeah, he's not making this. So, um, his sergeant comes in, I think. And I don't know what his problem is again because he decides to like fight with Joe, but I think to like flirt with Carmen. And Joe's yes. pissed about it. And I was like, now why? Why are you here? He's basically like, look at this bum. Look at Joe. He a bum. You need to get with a sergeant like me. Like, look at me. Uh-huh. Look at this bum. He can't even keep his shirt tucked. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Joe decides to swing on him. <laughs> it's just like, you know the rules, sir. Why did you do that? Nobody told you to fight this man. Hey, he's just making bad decisions. Bad like, decisions this is just, left, right, just a series of bad decisions right now from here a on. Series of unfortunate events. <laughs> He knocked his Joe man out. and the no good, very bad day. Oh, man. He knocked him out. Just cold out. And Carmen's like, you knocked this man out. And they were like, well, you can't leave him here. And they were like, well, we could hide the body. <laughs> I was like, that act like he died. And I was like, he didn't die. They was like, we could hide the body and just leave. And I was like, they just gonna wake up and say you punched him in the face and left. Yeah. Well, originally Joe wanted to stay, and then Carmen was like, "I forget what it was initially. Like you get four years for something, but then I think it was like worse because he like knocked him clean the fuck out. So I don't know <laughs> what the sentence would have been at that point. Flying school would have been a no go. Um." Completely, you can um, count that out. That's dead. So, um, Carmen was like, you can stay here, but what about your life or something like that? And then convinces him to run off with her to Chicago. I, nobody was thinking 
I know they caught up in this moment, but... Well, Joe, why you hit this man in the first place? Oh, he was sick of it. And? Mm. I think also, too, he did hit him because Carmen was going to, like, walk off with him. Oh, yeah. Because she was just like, oh, well, let's go have some fun inside or whatever. Oh, because, oh, yeah, because Joe going to be like this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because she was talking about leaving him for 400. But I was like, also, the sergeant is probably also not going to be around us. Oh, I don't know what you think. But it was basically like, let's make him jealous. And uh, he fell for that trap. Um, And then uh, Molly whopped the shot at him. So <laughs> they ran off to Chicago. And this is when things get, like, really bad. Because <laughs> this man can't leave the room. Because they got people looking for him everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so the only person who can leave the hotel room <clears throat> is Carmen. Joe has spent up all his money. So the only person who could get money is Carmen. Yeah, he can't leave. But, he can't really do anything. This is pre-television. Well, not pre-television. But tell pre-television, we know it where everybody has a television in their house. <laughs> and stuff and then like pre I mean obviously pre-sale phone but you can't go to the movies you can't go for a walk you're in an apartment right next to the um to the L so there's trains going by your window like every 20 minutes or so it was dingy Mm -hmm. all there is is like a bed and like a hot plate and like a a a wardrobe for Carmen's two dresses (laughs) yeah Carmen owns exactly two dresses. She's got that pink dress and she's got her little uh, black and red number, I think. Yeah. But she's going to make it the best way that she knows how. Like, she considers, like, pawning something at first. And then she reconsiders. And then she goes to the boxing little gym. And she goes to meet with... um, the boxer dude um, and lets him know her interests. Yeah. Um, also, we did. We skipped over the um, we blowing skipped over blow on him sugar. Blow on sugar. We skipped over blowing on the feet. Blowing on her feet were dirty. <laughs> I mean, they were so dirty, pretty. I, I was like, I didn't realize that were dirty. I mean, we ignoring it because it's a movie. You know, gotta walk on them sets. Okay, but he was about to—he was kissing up on them feet. So, mm-hmm. that's good back. acting. <laughs> like, can we get a wet wipe? Can we get a washcloth? Can we get a, a wash rag? Just a little bit. He was dedicated, good acting. Just get the undersides. <laughs> also, like, Dorothy. I mean. Joe wouldn't Joe. care for if he was dirty. Joe didn't care. He was like kissing the ground that she walked on. Mm-hmm. Basically. What's a little, a little crumb between a toe? What's a little crumb? You don't care. <laughs> a little speck of dust. <laughs> he don't care. Oh, it was cute though. I liked it. Until I realized mm-hmm. her feet were dirty. But um, I turned into you. <laughs> what? 
I turned into Brittany and be like, I was so horrified. Because <laughs> you know what? It wasn't even the fact that someone got murdered. It was the fact that their feet were dirty. <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> I mean, I saw it and my brain went, mm. and then I was like, you know what? It's Sometimes love. it be like that. It's true love. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have time to go get the wash rag. I mean, sometimes when you went bad, you could be a little, little, little tart. Your feet could be a little dirty, but it don't matter. Please not Cause... tart. <laughs> not tart. <laughs> Yo. So it, he was with his bae. Mm-hmm. So he was. it's all good. Yes. Um, but he is, he wants to like, she's like, basically like, we got to feed you. So I'm going to go out and she does go to the boxer's gym, but she doesn't go to talk to Husky. She goes to talk to Frankie first when she's decked out in some wonderful feathers and a new outfit. And so is, uh, um, Diane Carroll's character. Girl, I love this little outfit she had on a little pink thing with like the little veil. Everybody looking great. They took them shopping. And everybody's like, why you still got on the same clothes for a week? Yeah, Mm. they've only been there for a week. And he's already kind of like, don't leave me. (laughs) I Mm. was like, it's only been a week, sir. You can do a crosshair puzzle or something. You gonna be in there for a while. (laughs) But she comes and asks for like a loan from Frankie. And she's like, you need to talk to the man in there. Mm Mm-hmm. He'll hook it up. She's like, we don't have the money. He has the money, so. Well, also, the other problem is, is that if she don't come around, like, he's going to stop giving the money. So they mm-hmm. know nobody's going to have money after a minute. Mm-hmm. So they're all kind of, you know, in an interesting predicament. Also, I want to know that everybody, um, there are so many things that were happening to men's hair during this period. Um, a lot of straightening, a lot of finger waves. Everybody had a little perm. Yeah. Now it just reminds me of that, um, of, of Trevante's hair in that Billie Holiday movie that I have not watched, but I have seen the clips for, and that's all I needed to see. Oh, what clips have you seen? You haven't seen the one that we saw? <laughs> You've seen that way where he basically did it like a cue dog lick up her whole body. And, and I was like, Try, first of all, I saw that one too. I saw that one yesterday and I was like, oh, I missed this part entirely. This is what y'all were talking about three months ago. He's man really did slap her butt and then went head first. And I was like, oh, this and is I was like, nope. I was like, Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. I haven't watched the movie. I haven't either. I will watch it because I love Billie Holiday. But I'm here to say, Lee Daniels is going to hell. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've heard it's not For Empire. But that For Precious. For other crimes in film. For not giving Dame Dash his money. (laughs) (laughs) Dame Dash gave him a substantial amount of money from what I heard. Yes. 
I think he finally gave it back to him, like, not too long ago. But I was like, that was, like, what, like, 20 years later? <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard the movie is not that good. But we'll now. I've heard them scenes are good, but I think it's just Trevante. I think it was somebody else. People were like, what? <laughs> we'll see. I'm, I'm very confused with Trevante with hair. And I was just thinking about, I was like, oh, this, what were people doing to their hair back then? Getting like, a little know. light perm. Getting a little, a little, a little light. light. Some lie. Get a little lie on that. <laughs> some lie and some good finger waves. And you were the star of the fucking show. I was like, there's a lot of hair. I was like, nobody was on their natural hair journey for a long time. <laughs> I guess in the 60s, maybe. Give it another like five or six years. But I was like, pre, pre-60s. Everybody was on different journeys. Mm-hmm. Um... So, uh, yeah, so basically Carmen don't want to do nothing. She don't want to do nothing with this man, um, with Husky Miller. But Frankie's like, listen, child, you need to keep one man for the ride and one for the money. (laughs) She's like, you just, you can do whatever you want with Joe, right? You just, you need some income. Yeah. And I was sitting up there talking like, sweetie, like, I know that's right. I was like, if you don't take this man's money, but I guess you don't want to take this man's money in case like she looks like a cheater, and then also, well, I don't know if she even cares about that. I did, she just doesn't want to be involved with him in case he's like, okay, that gives me some rights, you know, like how many yeah. used to be all. I gave you some money now, let me pop up mm-hmm. in the house, and so, um, so I get where she's coming from, but Frankie's like, girl, we all need to eat. <laughs> um, and so I guess she did take some money. Because she showed up with some clothes and she stands up with a bag of groceries. She shows up with clothes, new shoes, and like a big old bag of groceries. Mm-hmm. And then he's and like, oh, he's pissed. And Joe is like, you left here with nothing and you came back with everything. Where you been at? Where you get that money from? Uh-huh. Who you didn't see? Who you been with? He just give her the third degree and she tells him, you need to mind your business. You mean, ain't you? <laughs> Honestly. And he does not like that answer. Well, he's like, I own you or something like that. I love you. And that gives me rights to whatever to know or something like that. And she's like, wait a minute. No, it does not. Whoa there. Slow down. <laughs> she's like, I am my own person. Yeah. That was a big plot point in Breakfast at Tiffany's too, which is after this movie released like a few years after this movie, but that was basically like, I love you. You belong to me. And she was like, absolutely not. <laughs> she was like, I'm out of here. I'm not about to hear any of that. And I was like, yeah, this relationship is going to go real south, real, real, real soon. Because Carmen did not like that. I think she likes him like needing her, but not needing her like that. <laughs> Not yeah. being so needy, but I was like, this is basically this is which the situation y'all created for yourselves. This relationship was not going to work. No. Y'all should have kept it as a one and done. Mm-hmm. Cause then she starts threatening to never come back. But she's like, Oh, I'm just kidding with you. I just wanted to hear you say that you were gonna because she was like, Oh, what if I never come back? He's like, Well, I'll follow you all over the earth or something like that. Ah. 
this is not going to go well. And she's like, I just wanted to hear you say it. And I was like, Carmen, maybe you should leave. <laughs> like, no, you don't want to hear anybody say that. No, that's actually really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she puts on this cute little outfit. Mm-hmm. Outfit. And goes to, like, Husky Miller's, like, hotel where they're all kind of hanging out. Um like Frankie and Mert and like a few other people and um they start I don't know how this works how do you tell fortunes with regular playing cards that's what I was trying to figure out I started googling I was like okay so the spades means are they similar to like uh swords in the tarot deck so would that correlate to the nine of swords like I had to do my google and there's so many more cards in a regular deck of cards? Um, how many cards are in a tarot deck versus a regular deck of cards? Give me a minute. <laughs> I thought you were the expert. It is less. Wait. It's 52 cards in a playing deck. Right. But I think it's few more. It's more cards in tarot deck. Oh, okay. Also, don't give me, don't quote me on that because I can't fucking math. So okay, <laughs> and I don't know the numbers off. I know it's fifty two cards in yeah. a playing deck. Yes, but I don't remember exactly how many cards are in a tarot deck. Okay, I'm about but, to Google it. Oh, it's way more. There are more. seventy eight. So, I didn't know there was that many. I thought there was way less. Um, but I'm not a tarot expert. I've never pulled them. I don't really. Um, I just think they're really pretty. So, um, I've had my fortune told, though. But I really just think they're really cute. Um, yeah, I was really confused by that. But I was like, oh, I guess if you didn't have a tarot deck. Like, tarot decks are really. Like, the tarot deck we think of, I think it's pretty new-ish. Like, in the last, like, hundred and something years or so. So, I guess if you didn't have that deck, um, you could just use cards, regular playing cards. But I thought that was very interesting because she starts, she gets the nine of spades. And she just, like, flips the hell out. <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was trying to figure that out, too. I was like, oh, okay. This is going to take what? more time than I got yeah, to, to, to Google at the moment. Yeah, that's a lot of Googling. Um, and she was basically like, okay, well, YOLO, till I'm six feet under. Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, this clock might be running out soon. I was like, wait, where did we get that from? <laughs> and just like swallows a whole glass of champagne and then starts making out with Husky Miller. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm very confused. Um, so somehow Cindy has found them, but also... The military is starting to close in because they end mm-hmm. up stopping by his, uh, I guess, wherever they're staying. They asked the landlord, like, hey, like, have you seen this man? She's like, oh, she's like, I work in a respectable business. And I guess Joe had decided, like, I'm about to leave because I can't take no more, no more of this. Or maybe he was going to go find Carmen. And he sees the military <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs. And they, um, the landlord says, oh, yeah, he's in, like, room 24 or whatever. And so he goes and escapes down the fire escape because he's like well that's done mm-hmm. that there is done um and he goes and finds carmen at the gym 
and completely ignores Cindy because Cindy was looking for Carmen because she was like, if you're here, then I need to find Joe before the police get to him first. And he completely ignores Cindy and challenges Husky to a fight. And basically is like, uh, Carmen, you need to come home with me. And I was like, uh, there's no home to go back to. <laughs> this part, by this point, he looks kind of not well. He looked yeah, a little he... crazed, a little bug-eyed. Yeah. And he pulls out a knife, a little baby knife. Yeah, because they were like, bruh, you need to get the fuck out of here. You scaring the hoes. And then... <laughs> <laughs> they was like, he was like, yeah, come on at me. See? Yeah. He, <laughs> he pulls out a little knife. He gets the shit knocked out of him. Yeah, they started, they, they fight him. And now he embarrassed. You embarrassed. Your pride has been hurt because you challenged a man for your love's heart. You know, you played basketball for her heart and you lost. <laughs> you got dunked on. You did get dunked on. You lost. Let's see. You lost your fiance. You lost the woman that you left for your fiance for. You lost your job. And you just got dunked on in front of everybody after pulling the knife out on. You put the knife out on the crowd and got knocked out. Yeah, girl, you should have been the one that at least had, you know, cut up a little bit. Like, you should have just went home. Like, you should have just gone home. But there's no home to go to. You should have just took a train back to the military and just turned yourself in. Yeah. See what they could have done about that. Yeah, plead your case. Just say, um, y'all know Carmen. And then that everybody girl, would be like. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. If you're going to be a true douchebag, you could have just blamed <laughs> it all on her. Yes. Yeah. If you went back to your original base, just be like, y'all know Carmen. And then everybody would be like, yeah, we do. And then they'd be like. Okay, that makes sense. And then... <laughs> but yeah, he's so concerned with just Carmen and keeping her to himself. And I'm like, uh, this is not working. Um, and then Cindy was basically like trying to stop him. But he was like, man, get off me. <laughs> and he ends up running away from like Carmen helps him run away from the police because the police uh, bar down the door. And then Cindy's kind of left like. Like, basically, Carmen's like, girl, go home. It's not worth mm-hmm. it. And I was like, could you imagine the woman that your fiance left you for telling you to go home? It's not worth it. Oh. I'd be sick. <laughs> Car- Carmen, 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 Carmen. I'd be sick. <laughs> girl, he trifling. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what Cindy, she sings a sad song about how he, like, really wasn't, a, like, a good person. And how he, like, left her, basically, for this other woman. And I was like, well, that's really, I mean, that's really sad. Because, like, they were probably, like, childhood sweethearts. It's probably, like, the only person she's ever wanted to be, like, with. And here he go. And she tried to help you. She's trying, like, she's over there, like, I will take you. And I will smut, like, I will smuggle you away. And I will help you get away from the military. And he's like, get the hell off me, <laughs> basically. So 
So it's basically a waste of her time. She tried, she came all the way up to Chicago to do that. <sighs> Mess. Um, mm. So then I guess either later that night is the big fight that Husky has been training for. Which he's so concerned with Carmen. I was like, did you train at all? But um, she showed up to the fight. Like Carmen shows up to the fight as part of Husky's entourage. So she, girl, the drip. Yes. Furs. I mean, we don't really, I'm not going to support like you killing animals for fur. But the fur was nice. <laughs> Diamonds. They're like front row. Like her, Frankie and Mert. Are like front row. Joe also shows up, which I was like, how did you show up? What, with what money? With what pennies did you have? He's, he's seasoned. Like, mm-hmm. Girl, he was in the back looking like a creep. <laughs> so I was looking at the crowd because the way they frame it, like they're off kind of to the right. And then I'm looking around because there's so many people, which is when I was looking around. I was like, there really are no white people in this entire Thing, which and then I was wondering, I was like, do they have segregated boxing matches? Which they probably did. Mm. So I was trying to figure out, like, did, I wonder if this was like, if this had been a segregated boxing match, boxing match, would there have been like a boxing match with just black people and then a boxing match for just white people? But I know there was boxing matches that white people came to see that yeah. like would have black boxers. So I don't know. I don't know how that works back then. But I was just looking in the crowd because I was also looking for Joe because I was like, I know his creepy ass is in here. And then I was looking around. I was like, dang, I was seeing that one white person. Hmm. Interesting. I also thought it was interesting that the guy from South America, like the other, like the opponent was from South America. And I was like, oh, this is a dark skinned man. I did not realize. I thought we were going to get somebody else. And so I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> they did say he was from South America. A kid, Poncho, or Poncho the kid? Uh, yeah, I don't remember his. I don't remember his actual like name. I just remember like them, like the announcer kind of say, "Oh, this is the the champion from South America," and so I was like, "Oh, that's interesting," because in this movie, I don't think we mentioned it, but like they did a pretty, I would say, okay job of having like all shades of black people for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got dark-skinned yeah. black women, you got d- lighter-skinned women, you got dark-skinned men, dark-skinned, or light, lighter-skinned men. Um, of course, I guess the two, I don't know, not, I guess that people would consider them light-skinned, like Harry Belafonte and Dorothy Dandridge, but low-key, they kind of look like me, and I'm nobody's light-skinned, so I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's like a pretty good range, like it's not all like only light skin characters got lines or something like that like somebody would probably pull <laughs> in some other production I could absolutely see that happening but um yeah I thought that was very interesting that they kind of showed people so I was like oh okay that's kind of interesting but um Joe pulls up and he's looking real real creepy trying to watch Carmen and um I think the fight is over and Husky wins and so everybody's like, I guess, rushing out to celebrate. And then in all the commotion, Joe yanks her into a, like a broom closet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not here. Not like I this. was like, no, come on, Joe. Come on. It's- don't do this. Don't, don't, 
Don't do this. Not again. <laughs> Don't do this, Joe. And it's basically like his last plead for her to be with him. And he's like, you're going to be with me. Like, yeah, it's not even really a plea. It's just like, bitch, like you, like you're going to be with me or you're going to die or something like that. And I was like, sir, it's never that bad. She's like, you're going to kill me. They do it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, I know, like, I've known how this movie ends for a long time. But every time you watch it, you're just like, damn, not like this. I was just like, okay, girl. I forgot how it is. Like, I know how it ends, but you forget how it ends. Yeah, I think in in Carmen and Hip Opera, it ends a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually don't remember. <laughs> I've read that it ends differently, but I don't remember large chunks of that movie. So I really only remember the cards. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he yeah, she's basically taunting him and saying like, "You and me are done." Cause I think at one point she's like, "I'm tired of watching you like, like be all cooped up or something." Which I was like, "That's not." That's partially his fault, but I'm like, didn't y'all come into this together? Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Like, some people are, I don't know. He's getting a little, be a little draining. And I know, like, once he said, like, you belong to me and I got rights or whatever, she's kind of like, okay, never mind. I'm over it. He's like, yeah. we're supposed to be together forever. And she's like, I don't know about that. She's like, I've changed my mind. So he, oh Lord, he begins to strangle her. And now this is part that I forgot. Um, Yeah. Like not that part, but like uh, somebody comes into the room and sees it happens. It's a janitor. And it's like, oh my God. Like instead of being like, oh, let me stop this. But he's like, oh, and he leaves. Yeah, I was like, bro, you're not going to (laughs) intervene? Yeah, it's like, come on, come on now. I guess it's like- like what we talked about um oh why can't i think of the title when we talked about crisscross oh <laughs> that kind of happened remember he was like i'm gonna fucking kill. like he was like getting all loud with somebody and i was like nobody's gonna intervene really oh yeah um so maybe that was just like a thing like you didn't really get involved with domestic matters or whatever but also, like, yeah. you probably could have uh, saved this woman's life had you. Yeah, had just... I feel like you could have gotten involved with mm-hmm. this particular matter because this woman He's already was already like, like a known criminal, time sensitive. And while he was telling somebody, you could have like hit him with a bucket. Yeah, you could have got that broomstick and cracked that melon. But like, he strangles her. She passes away. He sings a song about her death. Basically, and, he's like, I am going to hang for this. Yes. Which you are. You've done yeah. enough in the last, like, week and a half, two weeks that they're going to, yeah, that you're going to fry. Sorry. Yeah. And then the janitor comes back with the military officers. Which they don't do anything to help Carmen. No. No coroners involved. They just take him down the hall, I guess, to be arrested or whatever and tried for murder. Yep. And I was like, somebody could have helped the young lady. Yep, and that is the end. That is the of, end of Carmen of, Jones. Of the film. And would you recommend it? 
I would. Um, like I'm always saying, I think it's important to watch older movies. Um, because a lot of people get a lot of inspiration from um, movies of this time period, even if you don't really realize it. Um, there's always some sort of inspiration being taken for something like this. So um, you kind of, I like to know kind of like the origin of things like that, you know, because nothing is ever made in a bubble. Somebody's always being influenced um, by something else, you know, either a couple years ago, as far back as was this like uh, lead into like 60 something plus years ago now, I think. Um, so yeah, I think this is a good movie to watch. Um, you can also see a lot of people kind of at the start of their careers. A lot of our famous um, legends at the start of their career. So I think it's like a good movie to watch. And just, I mean, it's a good story. It's kind of a messy. <laughs> Lots of singing. Um, and I just like the idea that there's, you know, this like all black cast doing pretty, like a really wonderful story that's not too like, I don't feel like a super stereotypical, maybe like like Carmen's role as being kind of like a vixen might be stereotypical, but I don't feel like there's any sort of weird, like, like, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> like, these are all horrible caricatures of, of actual characters or whatever. Like, this is, this is a really, I feel like it's a really well done movie. Minus, like, a couple things with, like, the lyrics <laughs> um, that I, like, did like. But all, other than that, I think this is a good movie that I think lots more people should watch because I feel like, um... You know, some I think it's because this is like a you know part of classic Hollywood, and it is a musical that it has a tendency to probably be overlooked by people who don't like old movies and don't like musicals. Mm -hmm. But I would not miss this one. I would recommend it. This is one of my favorite movies. I do not like musicals. Boo! I love this movie. Um, I own it in a physical. Um, means, um, but it's a really good film to watch. Um, um, I actually like it for the music. Um, the reason why I watched it a lot, um, often when I was younger because of the music. Um, but it, like Ashley said, it was interesting to see actors that I knew from other things in the beginning of their careers. Mm -hmm. Um, and see how they grew um, throughout their careers. But overall, like, I feel like it's an important film to watch, especially since there aren't many all-Black films. Like, they're in the scope of film. Like, when you're compiling a list of Black movies, it's always, like, gaps in them. Um, it's gaps in black musicals, it's gaps in black films, and I feel like we need to find as many as we can. And I know that there are like spaces that I'm missing, and I feel like there are spaces that other people might be missing too. So this could be something that someone has overlooked and missed out on, and now it's becoming a little bit more available to other people, and I feel like it needs to be watched and you get to see Dorothy Dandridge do her thing. Like, um, yeah, I forgot to say that this is a really big deal too, because this is the movie that got her nominated for an Oscar. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like she was the first to be nominated for Best Actress. First black woman to be nominated for... Um, yes. Because I think the first black actress to be nominated was Hattie McDaniel. But that wasn't for Best Actress. That was like Best Supporting or something like that. For Gone with the Wind. Which... <laughs> the, the Academy be trolling sometimes. I feel like... Like, I hate them so much. Um... So yeah, this is like a huge like star making movie, and this this movie inspired some of our favorite like Dorothy Dandridge inspired some of our favorite actresses because like Halle Berry was a huge star or a huge fan of hers, and ended up winning the Oscar for um what was that movie for um, Monster Lord Monster Monsters Ball. Ball, which oh god I've never seen it but I've heard enough that I'm like. Again, Academy, I don't like the way you operate sometimes, for the love of God. Um, so, yeah, so, like, I feel like in our history, you do need to not, like, we don't need to forget the people who came before our favorites and stuff like that. I feel like that's been increasingly, like, a lot of pushback from younger people just because they're just like, oh, like... Y'all are mad because we weren't born in a certain era. But I'm like, you have to keep your history alive. Like you, we, again, we're losing the recipes. <laughs> like, we lose the recipes. <laughs> you have, like, you have to I don't know to what know. that man was on when he said that, but he <laughs> was not lying. Like, y- y- you have to know, like, you have to know about this. And that's not saying that people don't know about Carmen Jones or don't know about Dorothy Dandridge, but some people might not know. You'd be yeah. surprised what kind of history people don't know and they would should know. So, like, it's very shocking <laughs> and I'm just like, who is not telling me all this stuff? This is very odd because you can you can tell when people ask certain questions online about like why isn't there this type of thing or why and then they get mad because it was made like 60 something years ago, but I was like, this is a very groundbreaking piece of film. Like, you should still watch it even if it is old. Um, just because something isn't new doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Um, these are the people that paved the wave for people that you enjoy now, that we all enjoy. And so, like, to discredit them because they're in a film from, like, 60-something, 70-something years ago, whatever, and even earlier, like, these are the people that made it possible. Mm-hmm. And they were dealing with a lot more shit. Yeah. And like, honestly, some, and even when you watch these movies for yourself, if you're a creative person, like think about how it can inspire, inspire you and your work. Yeah. Yeah. Don't and be that's something that I think about a lot. Yeah. If you get inspired by, I feel like, did we get an- asked about like inspiration or something at one point? I feel like somebody asked us about that, but I feel like if you, you know, if you feel like everybody's doing the same thing, perhaps reach back a little farther in history than where everybody else is reaching. Because right now it feels like everybody's kind of reaching linearly. Like, you know, everybody's kind of reaching from the same bag. But this is so far back. Like, are people still paying attention to this? Like, you could get a lot of inspiration from things that were... And there's nothing wrong with that, too. I want to reiterate, I want to really emphasize that there's nothing wrong with getting inspiration from something. People are making it into this bad thing. It's like you're ripping it off. It's really not a bad no, thing to like, inspiration in older things or other things or it's not no, bad i don't no. know why we have this idea that everything is created in a bubble because it really has never been like that that's never been the case and that's 
something that I really like about watching movies because you can see inspirations from other works and different things. Yeah, know your faves, fave. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you really want to know everything about your favorite person, look at what they were inspired by. If you like Spike Lee movies, if you like whoever else's movies, like look at the old things that they watch because honestly, you can see it in their movies. Like once you watch something, like the other day I watched um, uh, Akira or Akia, um, that um, that really famous anime. That's like the second time I've watched it. And when you watch something like that, you're like, I can see so much. <laughs> so much of the things that I watch now things I enjoy or have enjoyed I'm like it a lot of it stems from like one place and you can just see it Mm -hmm. and that could be kind of that's really interesting to me to like find where like people are getting their inspiration and stuff so and it's cool stop losing recipes (laughs) (laughs) y'all that is the best clip I swear (laughs) and do you have any recommendations um, I'm going to say Black Orpheus, like I said in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that was also a mostly black movie. I feel like there's like one like white Brazilian person in there. Um, but it's for the most part um, an all black cast. Again, with a white director. There's also a lot of singing. Some really beautiful songs. It's all in uh, Brazilian Portuguese. So it's a little bit different than this. Um, it's also based off of a really old story. <laughs> Pizza a very old story. Yes. And I think we talked about it on this show before um, mm-hmm. at one point or another. But uh, yeah, it's done really well. Everybody's really beautiful. Marpesa Dawn is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and I would encourage people to watch it. I think it's on the Criterion channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure where else. You might be able to stream it on HBO Max. Yes, HBO Max. And I believe it might be on Hoopla. So yeah. you might be able to stream it through your library if you have Hoopla. Yes, I have it on Blu-ray because I was like, I can't let these people get away from me. They're too fine. <laughs> Beautiful black people, as Brittany like. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I need this. So, um, yeah, I would say that movie mm-hmm. is something a little bit of the same flavor. That was also one of my recommendations. <laughs> you just watched it, didn't you? Yeah. It's a good movie. It is. And I felt like, just like you, they mesh well together. Mm-hmm. Like a- immediately after watching Black Orpheus, I wanted to watch Carmen Jones. Like that was my double feature for that day. Yeah. Um, and then another movie that I would recommend that I think we talked about in the previous episode is introducing Dorothy Dandridge. I still have not watched that only because I'm still very. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if we want to learn a little bit more about Dorothy Dandridge, I feel like, um, it's, a, um, Movie star um, Holly Berry about her life that's now available on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she did have I, a very long life. I was thinking mm-hmm. about that. I was like, if Harry Belafonte is like ninety four or something, I was like, Dorothy Dandridge probably would have been in her nineties too. She had lived this long, but she died when she was like forty something. Yes. Yeah. I started watching a couple biographies earlier today, um, and they were a little interesting. So, I would. I would watch Introducing Dorothy Dandridge. Yes. I agree. And that's, yeah. I would like so, to. One day I'll get the strength <laughs> to sit here and, and watch it. Because, yeah, 10-year-old me was not happy. <laughs> Witnessing any of that. I was like, okay, what have you got me watching? 
Um, so yeah. And also I wanted to, I guess before we like do our like, um, you know, where you can find us all that. I want to say, I want to start a little corner. Don't know if this is going to be all the time because I am busy as hell. But like talking about some movies that we have watched recently that we have not talked about um, on the okay. show. So I would like to give a, um, a little spotlight to, um, I don't know how to say it the right way. I'm going to, um, I think it's Minari. I guess if you're, okay. if you're, you know, black <laughs> American, you might say Minari. <laughs> Um, that's the movie that's starring Steven Yeun and a few other people. Let me, um, let me not ignore anybody else's contributions. Um, so Han Yeri, uh, Yoon, Yoon Jung, Alan S. Kim, um, and a few other people. Um, it's about a family, a Korean family that moves from LA to Arkansas um, because the dad wants to basically, he has this dream of kind of like making his own farm and then using the produce from that farm to like supply like Korean grocers and things like that. Um, so he can kind of grow things that he recognizes from like back home and stuff like that. Um, and supply like other like local Koreans kind of in the area. So I think at one point he supplies like Dallas, Texas, which I was like, oh, girl, I know exactly what story you sent it to down here. Um, so it was very um, it was a very interesting movie. I love Steven as a dad. Mm. Um, Steven's had a really good run. We love him over here. We do. Um, and I watched it on a 24 streaming service, which I thought was really good. I was worried that it was going to be a little bit janky. Um, because I basically pay $20, which is a good lot, lot more money than I usually pay for my movies when I go to the movie theater because I'm an, I'm a Sunday morning matinee type of girl. Um, so I'm very cheap, but I, um, got to stream it like a couple weekends ago and they had like a, um, they had like the whole like the feature and then they had like a uh, they had a, a Q&A type of thing after um, that you got to watch. So you got to see the cast talk about the movie um, and it's very good, very heartwarming, uh, semi-autobiographical. And yeah, I want more people to watch it. Apparently it's not. They're nominating it weirdly like. Ugh. Yeah. It's an American movie. It's an American movie, but it's not entirely in English. So people are like, "Oh, we don't know what to do." Because it's it, it's not entire. No, sorry, it's not. It's not entirely in Korean. So I'm like, why aren't we counting this? I guess because it's. I don't know if they have like some sort of like percentage of how much of the movie is in another language versus how much it is in English. But there is English spoken in the movie, so I don't understand. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. It's so, on my watch list. Yeah, I was going to settle in and watch it soon. Yeah, when everybody gets a chance to watch it, it's a very cute, like, affecting movie. Um, a little different because I thought, like, you know, sometimes, like, when you have, like, an immigrant story, they're usually, like, the, mo- the mom that sticks by the the hardworking dad who's going through it or whatever, but, like, she low-key wanted to leave him. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple times I was like, are they getting divorced? I was like, this is different, but... um yeah, it was very, it was very good. They had a nice big yelling match at one point, and I was like, "Yes, you tell him off." Um, so yeah, it was very nice to to see, and I hope Stephen gets a lot more recognition. I hope the whole cast gets a lot more recognition for this um, film. Um, 
I encourage everybody to watch it. Hmm. A film I watched last night uh, with Davlin and Lindsay. Oh, gosh. Um, previous guests on the podcast here. We watched Another Round um, starring Mads Mikkelsen, mm-hmm. which was a very good film. Um, very stressful. <laughs> uh very stressful to watch, but very different in the stress provided compared to other Mads Mikkelsen-led films. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> if you are familiar with his filmography, you know why I would say that. What's that movie called again? I can't remember. Pusher? Yes. We Pusher 2. About that or here. Oh, I don't know. Pusher 2 Pusher. is the one. I don't know if I watch Pusher 2... The pushing. I don't know if I watched that one. He's in. He's in Pusher for a little bit, but Pusher Two. He's the focus. Oh, okay. Then, then yeah, okay. Then I watched Pusher Two, and I was like, "What am I watching? This man is stealing a baby." Yeah, Pusher Two stressful. What is Nicholas but... Winding Refn on? Who, <laughs> child? I really uh, want to know what's going on up in that brain of his. But another round. It's not. Um, Another round is about like a group of teachers at a school who decide to do like a social experiment um, to kind of like liven up their lives a little bit because they're at a lull um, by experimenting with their drinking habits. Um, They decide to engage in doing like drinking, increasing their alcohol levels to a certain percentage over the course of a day, but they stop drinking at a certain time and see how it improves their lives. Okay, that sounds very... I don't know how to... <laughs> don't and, you, like, fuck up your body doing that kind of stuff? And they record the results and things occur over the course of their experiment. And... It is, it's, it's, it's kind of stressful to watch, uh, them conduct their experiment. Yeah. Cause that sounds like, that sounds like you driving your body to the brink and then yanking it back off the cliff. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so, a, little, a little unnerving. Yeah. So another round, um. I enjoyed it, so uh, yeah, yeah. It it's it's Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, so if you ever watch Hannibal or anything like that, or Pusher Two, um, then you might know what you're getting into. It, also, yeah. Did it, you ever watch? Did you ever watch The Hunt? I watched The Hunt. I've seen After the Wedding. I've seen um, what's the other one? Men and Chicken. Oh yeah. I've seen somebody Polar. Act- somebody actually sticks it in a chicken. I mean, I, I watched Polar too, and I was sitting there and I was like, "Cause y'all told is Polar the one where he's out in the in the Arctic, or is that where's the other one where he was like, <laughs> y'all were like, watch this sex scene, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was Polar. Wait, so which one is the one where he's up in the Arctic? Was that Baha? We we also seen by Hollow Rising. I can't remember which one it was, but that one was actually really depressing because he was like stranded up in the Arctic. Oh, I didn't watch that one yet. And I was, and then I was in there, I was like, 
do y'all know that we are not going to be able to make movies about the Arctic anymore because there will one day not be the Arctic. Yeah, I didn't watch the one about him being stranded on the on the thing. Yeah, I um I watched that one and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Polar was the one you had me watching. I think it's called Arctic. Yeah, yes. Polar is the one where he's like an ex spy. Yeah, and I was like, what? Well, <laughs> God's name is this. <laughs> I only watched that little that little clip and I was like, that's enough. <laughs> that's that movie wild, but. <laughs> Ooh, and A Royal Affair was good where he basically invented Uber. <sighs> Mads Mikkelsen is an interesting, a very interesting actor. <laughs> yes. Well, that's good. So we got another round. We got Minari. I feel like I want to watch uh, Nomadland soon when I have mm-hmm. like a moment to just sit still like sit still but i've been doing a lot around the house so i need some <laughs> i need a movie that lets me at least like kind of you know not look at a couple times i know some people are like what the fuck ashley but that's kind of sometimes how i operate so you know you just need a background music movie mm-hmm. so yeah but that was kind of what i wanted to i wanted to mention like a couple movies that we had watched that um I guess that we haven't really got a chance to review on the show, but didn't want to miss. There's so many movies being released. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I can't keep up. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry if we didn't talk about this movie or whatever on Twitter, but like, we do see what's happening. We're just busy. <laughs> We're just busy people. Yeah. We be watching them. We be watching them movies. I do. I do be watching movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. All right. Uh, if you want to find us around the web, you can follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. Um, you can visit our website, which we need to update. I'm so sorry. <laughs> BlackGirlFilmClub.com. Um, you can listen to our episodes on SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Spotify. And wherever else you get podcasts, um, you know, leave us a review if you think we're doing a good job, if you want to talk some shit. <laughs> and you can also send us an email at um, BLK Girl Film Club. No, sorry. It's Black Girl Film Club, all one um, word at gmail.com. Um, you know, leave us a listener letter. Tell us what you've been watching, um, what you've been enjoying. We love reading them. Mm-hmm. We if do. You watch Carmen. Tell us how you felt about it. Yes, tell us I really want to know about- how you. Okay, let me say, I want to know how you feel about Carmen Jones. Mm-hmm. I do not want to know how you feel about Carmen Hip Hopper. No, I want to know. <laughs> okay. I do want to know. I want to know. Okay, uh, we're recording this before we record the next episode, so yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. So, we'll I see. Haven't <laughs> I haven't seen this movie since 2001, so it's been about 20 years, and I only happened to catch maybe like the middle or something. And I haven't seen like, this movie in like 15 years. But you own it on DVD. I do. Which is a lot more than other people can say. <laughs> Most people do not own Carmen. They could be the biggest stand in the world and they do not own this movie. 
house. I got the the fighting temptations. Brittany's a veteran out here. <laughs> Get her her veteran discounted. I girl. <laughs> She's earned it. Oh, child. So we're gonna watch Beyonce's very first film role. Not her very first in theater debut. That won't be um, until Austin Powers in Gold Member, which is like literally like the year after Carmen and Hip Hopper came out. Um, and then she was like in a string of other movies. Um, she hasn't done any of that in like a good decade or so. We can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, should be very interesting. This is also, it's going to be very interesting in, in that this is also, we're watching somebody's career um, before it really took off, um, mm-hmm. and she was she was pretty popular in Destiny's Child. She wasn't a solo artist yet. I don't even think anybody had really sat up there and be like, "Yes, Beyonce, the solo artist, quite yet." Because um, this is also when uh, Survivor. This is the same year Survivor came out. And honestly, I don't think the internet, the way y'all like the way the internet acts, I don't think. The internet like knows that like we got to remember our history. We lose the recipes. We again. lose. We got to remember the history. <laughs> we got to remember the history. <laughs> like yes, we could have all the video clips of the girl. I already forgot her name because she got kicked out of the group. Oh, Farrah, Farrah Franklin. We, we have that, but do you remember? Like, remember it happening in real time? Uh, what's not on diary? like commercial break gone <laughs> just out like yeah, it's that's just what they happening were, they, that's what they were promoting um the writings on the wall is what i want but like that was a messy everybody time. like some people like some people are just looking back at a period of time and wasn't going through it and it's just different y'all wasn't there is what britney said it's just, it's just different. We will be looking at, we will be looking at someone who did not, had not quite enjoyed the level of success that she enjoys at this present time. And that includes the adoration of millions <laughs> because mm-hmm. everybody loved Destiny's Child. Not everybody loved Beyonce. And I would say a good number of people disliked the hell out of her. Yes. And that is not even a lie. That's not even no. from someone who is like critiquing her. That is a genuine statement. People did not. Like yes. This one. <laughs> because again, this is a statement of what was a fact at that period of time. Because we were there. She was blamed for the a demise lot. of a group. A lot of stuff. She was okay. blamed for a lot because she was Matthew's daughter. Yes. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Not to be like, you know, we all elders or whatever, but just like to know, like, this isn't us researching back. This is us. Like, it was like, it. okay, I'm going to read my little Black Beat magazines. I'm going to read. Oh, yeah, I remember she was in, um, what's it called? Black Sophisticates? Or no, Sophisticates Black Hair? Because mm. this is when she was in her, uh, her um, crochet braids phase, I think, still. Oh. She loved the hell out of them crochet braids, man. Mm. So yeah, you know, some of us were in the trenches. <laughs> so we're going to be approaching this. Well, I feel like I'm going to approach this out of nostalgia for this era because this is like peak MTV. MTV was still cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we still watched it religiously. Um, that 106 in part time. Wait, is it? 
Yeah. Yeah. 106 in park time. Started around the same time. TRL time. Yeah. Coming home from school. Black pop, turning it on. Yes. Um, so. watching um saying my name video which at the time was i was like mesmerized by and that was swiftly followed up by when i saw the bootylicious video and i was like i think i've seen god <laughs> so, oh my god say my name I love those pants that tina made oh my god miss tina those pink pants with a little like applique girl the, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we could talk about this later on the next episode. But we the work it out video this. from Austin Powers. Oh, we hadn't even gotten to the work it out video, and that was yes. the first mm. big video. Nobody ever talks about with the, the hair, with the hair, and work it out as a song itself. We gonna have to get into it. Okay, we're gonna celebrate Beyonce's <laughs> early career <laughs> while also being like, "Girl, what is this?" Movie? <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because I literally I have not seen this movie in since like it aired. Like I was like a I wasn't even a teenager yet. So um, this should be very interesting to look back upon. Um, you know, you got Mackay Pfeiffer, you got some other people. Um, if, I feel like Rod Digger is in this movie, which Rod Digger used to show up in like a lot of things. I don't... Rod Digger had a little moment in she movies. She did. She did. I can't, yeah, this is going to be a blast from the past for real. So I guess if you want to, to, uh, to listen to some ancient Beyonce fans... <laughs> <laughs> ancient as in i've grown up like listening to this person um you know stick around for next next episode yeah don't get us out of here some people are really excited okay keep up that excitement y'all people have told me that they're really excited keep it up keep it up (laughs) (laughs) okay is there anything else you want to mention before we go no just thank you guys for listening watch carmen jones Yes. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.